Hey yo, listen to this tab. Hey, yeah, yeah, we gotta yo, do, we gotta yo, do yo, the, yo, uh, 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 we gotta do the Broger um, voice yeah, yeah, preparations. Yeah, yeah. Ba da ba da. Yes. No, yes, for real, dude. for real. Yes. She was showing us that in class, Ow. like all of them. Oh, look. We're, oh, and then we're we switch sharp it sharp now. Hello, you're listening to ba ga ba da da. Okay, just speak normally though. Yeah. So anyway. I do it a lot. I honestly, I was gonna suggest beforehand. I was like, you know what? I wish I could just be barefoot in the studio, and then instead of suggesting that because of, for fear of you guys it not going over so well with you guys, <laughs> I was it. like, you know what? I'll just I'll just like save that if, for if, from my house. If it, if it doesn't stink, I'm all for it. No, it's it's not even it's not even that. It's just like you no know, one wants bare feet around. Plus, we're we're at school. Really this is a school. I'm 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 fine with it though. I mean, I mean, no, I'm not people, gonna do people it. People perform in no, no shoes. And exactly, like, like Ruben the like, fucking OUMO no shoes. I think Kevin Parker too. Yeah, no, Ruben of UMO does. I don't know. I've I've seen something. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I seen Kevin Parker, he, he but had no, like he had no shoes. I just had like a vision no of socks. like a nice like Turkish rug and like a mic stand. That's like how that's gonna be like the future podcast setup is just like a beautiful ass house with like mic stands and then just us standing around or sitting in like really nice chairs. That's that's the dream right there. Yeah, it's like yeah. completely dampened sound and shit. Like, like yeah, can't really. Like Kanye. No, no. Like the only the only ambient noise you hear is like maybe waves crashing or just complete, <laughs> a complete silence I, in the I background from like it. it being a really nice seagulls. Seagulls. Um, seagulls. Yeah. But now the the interior is like Kanye sunken place type. Oh wait, well, you said less Kanye actually. Less. Yeah. Oh, yeah please, sorry. please respect respect me. <laughs> no, we can, no Kanye's always good. It's just not right now. <laughs> no, and then like his house, that house that he was like taking pictures of. So many like vaults and arcades and shit. It's like, damn, you live in a fucking wine cellar or what? <laughs> but no, it's nice. It's just, it's just not comfortable. It's just, it's too. Because why would you want to live in a church? I don't, I don't understand why anyone. Because it's just too haunting. It it did look pretty. Haunting. I need like windows. There's and probably some light. cozy spaces though. I mean, yeah. In but that, it did every, look... in every place that's not the fucking confessional. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so. Wow. So uh, tabs ocho. Tabs Ocho. Ocho. I, I was like gonna, I, you know, I was gonna suggest that, but I'm glad that it came up naturally, because then it, you know, it just happened. It just it, there's no there's no oh let's let's take a guess. It's just uh, that's what we landed on. That's where we're going. And that's what it's gonna be. I like it. I like that decisions that we make end up like okay. that. Yeah, it just is what it is. We ride with it. So um, we didn't really have like a topic beforehand, and that's usually something I I bring up, but. No, we just like fired into it with whatever we had. What's um, uh, going on in your guys' mind? Uh, we haven't had a regular episode in like, I mean, you, I mean, for the we people had, like, listening, a rapid fire, and then we had the interview. Yeah, for the we people had listening six. though. I mean, you guys just heard. Uh, yeah, well, the other the other two just came out, but us, we haven't had a regular one in two weeks. Six was an abomination. Seven was fucking like our our best shit. Six, so was, far. six was all right. No, six was all right. I was just, yeah. it's just cause after hearing yeah, it six, with six like the right. pitch it down. But it did sound kind of weird, huh? Hearing it with the pitch right? down is, uh, I, I, like, I already have trouble hearing this stuff, sure. but it's like, oh my God, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't even want to listen to it. <laughs> no, yeah. Seven was fun, though. Yeah. Um. So since we don't really have like a, like a, I don't want to call it an icebreaker, but kind of like the, the first topic that we go about. Um, do we all have new wallpapers? Have we talked about new wallpapers at all? Because oh, geez, I don't, I don't know if I should share mine. I just changed it. Is it a what is it? It's, wait, wait, wait. Let it's me a, mine. Let me it's a mine. human oh. holding up a record that says 
it's just all white and then it just says perfect pussy on it. <laughs> so that's definitely <laughs> on know, the record just, it says that? Yeah. Uh, mine yeah, is all white with the record player. We're very similar there, but mine's very, yeah, rated G because it has a sunflower instead of the, it's a phonograph. Sorry, I'll I'll talk about it later. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> sorry, human. <laughs> Whoops. Well, it's it's the sleeve for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just hilarious, and too. it's all white. Perfect, she just picked it up, pussy. and I like did not even see it. I was like, holy That's shit! Tight. I I did have a um, wallpaper like that though, or not a wallpaper. I had a picture like that with mm-hmm. uh, my friend Jake. He uh, he was holding a a, a vinyl. And it said, "All white men are black men too." Or <laughs> and like he, and he's a white guy, so you just see him, and he's like smiling. Have a picture. <laughs> I think I've seen that before. I posted it. Yeah, I posted yeah, it. I, that I, day. Do, I do recall that. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's, funny as hell. That's funny as shit. Yeah. That's hella funny. And then, what, what was your wallpaper? You oh, so a, when he mentioned the whole like you know vinyl and then white background, yeah, um, I didn't really get what you meant until you showed us the picture, right? Um, but mine is an all white basically background, and then it's got a phonograph, and then instead of like the, like the you know, brass kind of like speaker. Yeah. Uh, it's basically a sunflower. And so I had seen this a long time ago and then I never really did anything with it. I just saved it. And then um, what I ended up doing instead of like pumping this into like some kind of editing program, I just screenshot it with like all like the, uh, like the gallery, the, the feed at the bottom of the gallery where it shows like all your different pictures. And then I just painted over it with a markup. So shout out to Apple for oh, markup. Okay. And they're I actually know. marketing it. Now. I love it. I love it they're that you did that because now. that's exactly the shit that I'll do where it's like, oh, there's, if I need to edit something, it's like, okay, white, boom, just right over in photos, no problem, no extra shit. You know, I used to have to go and do like, I'd put like squares trying to do it. But uh, then I had to just, or then I, then I figured out that you could just do like markup. I, I th- that's underused by me too. I need to start using that more. See, you know what? I do. Too? I have so many screenshots. Um, another thing that I like didn't. I watched Jennifer make a meme, the the Grand Theft Auto one, where it's like, no, it's the oncoming traffic who are wrong. That one. I saw her do that in oh. Snapchat, and then I was like, wow. I don't use I don't use Snapchat at all anymore. But I was like, holy shit, that's brilliant because she just like color matches, and then just covers up whatever, and then just puts the text. And I'm like, why the fuck didn't I think of that? I've been overworking on my memes, and she's just like in Snapchat making shit, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, you just fuck. draw over it, and then and then that kind of it kind of lends itself to like the whole like the volatility of memes, and like exactly everybody can do them because they they just look, and then I love the way they look where it's just like scribbled, and then yeah, I love that it, it looking oh, too yeah, perfect we're, we're, in memes is like a, a sin. Yeah, 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 no, for sure, and um. Th- I really like that because it's like it just shows like the like I just you know I had a eureka moment I need to scratch this out really quick and then I need to like show this you know share this with the world yeah, and so like yeah. it, exactly. it, it kind of shows like the sense of urgency and it's like if you're ever urgent about something it's because it's important to you right memes are important memes are important to me and then memes, oh yeah same and then memes <laughs> have that impulse to them also. yeah of course of course because like because like, it's got to be like whatever whenever you thought of it it's got to be in that moment and you got to get it out as soon as you can which is because it's like gotta, it might be relevant to what's going on or gotta, it's just how you're feeling you got to retweet it as soon as you can of course sure. no yeah. and then th- that's the whole point of like not even like for the sake of memes I-, I guess you can call it a meme because we've talked about the whole like twitter formatting it's like you see a picture and then somebody retweeted with a comment and then if they didn't say that at the right moment if they didn't say exactly what they said the way it, it wouldn't have had 50,000 retweets, you know, or yeah. 125,000 retweets and, and likes or whatever. So it's, uh, you know, it's definitely necessary and it's, it's a very impulsive thing. So, um, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, episode six, 
I was listening to it. We talked way too much about Eric Andre. <laughs> that was like, that was like, well, it was like a that was like twenty five like minutes. Mini of Eric segment. Andre. <laughs> it was because it was, it was like we were sharing segment. our favorite Eric Andre. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking about memes, and then it moved to like. I'm the not Eric gonna Andre lie meme. though. When I was listening to it uh, yesterday, um, I was like laughing. Like I was like on the Bart laughing. Like oh shit. <laughs> and then I ended up just kind of like finishing up the episode, playing, putting a an album on, and then kind of just falling asleep because I was a little tired. But like. That that one had me up. Listen, like listening to it back, it was it was sight. Any chance I get to talk about cat burglar, I I take it. I lo- <laughs> that's my like seriously, that's my favorite fucking sketch, that's and that's tight. and it's such an early one too, that it was like okay, that that did it for me. Just him dressing up like a cat burglar, because it's just like that. Just reminds me of like all the old cartoons I used to watch on like Cartoon Network and Boomerang and shit like that. And I was like, damn. Oh yeah. That's a that's great. I love that. Classic. And that was like a common theme too. Was just like the sneaking. Yeah. In like cartoons and the goofy bumbling burglar type shit like oh have y'all seen Perfect. the videos of um like it'll be like elmo or it'll be Chuck E. cheese and they're like hitting like the crip walk or like hitting the folks and shit like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah yeah you just shared it. oh my god it was so funny was <laughs> the, the original e. one with red chucks out in the parking lot doing the crip walk <laughs> and, then, and then finishing it off with like some other shit it was so it was hella funny like the original one that shit. that i saw is from like way back like me andrew and dario and his and andrew's brother john would uh we would always and alec too we'd always be laughing because we found these ones where it's like it's the song's called like get loose with it or some shit like that and it says like cla- that's, that's all it says in this in the song is get loose with it and it's just like the chorus is just like clap them thighs and it's just like this rough ass beat but it's just these like it's just like elmo and these all these characters just fucking like just it's like crumping but like t- like <laughs> like up like the pace is like two times because they're just like going so hard and so we always just fucking dance to that shit and it's like so bass heavy that it just rattles whatever you got anyway that's the and that's so every time I see those I just think of get loose with it. <laughs> the uh, I remember the one I seen, the first one I seen like in recently in recent times was a uh, was like a cow mascot. I think it was like I don't know if it was like Chick Fil A or something. It was like, outside of some restaurant in the parking lot and you just see him like yeah. And at first he's just like walking in like a weird way like towards the camera <laughs> and he just starts hitting shit like yeah. hella hard. Just, just all of them too, especially the one where it's like, oh, you might, y'all mind if I, you mind if I wild out or whatever? And yeah. the dude just <laughs> yeah. starts twerking, like that just, any, anything funny. like that. There's the dude who that stops traffic hilarious. right now, where he just like stops, and it's just to that. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. It's just that shit's just funny as fuck. All Especially from like is. the perspective of inside a vehicle, like, exactly. Because oh, it, it, it just it, expresses how random that shit is. Random, yeah. and then like if they pulled out their phone to record it, like it's gotta be, you know, it's it's noteworthy. You you gotta check it out. Yeah, like it, it obviously, like especially like like you said, the car. If you stop your car or you like drive <laughs> slow just to, like breakneck and just record real quick like something's gotta be you know, pulling you there that, that kind of gives me an idea because the moment that you see any kind of video and it's like somebody recording with their phone or with like maybe their gopro or whatever and then right. you kind of see like that it's like you kind of see that the window is kind of like the frame the framing in a way kind of like a like a secondary framing uh yeah, like it draws like you in. Or like, like a natural frame. Like a buzzword for me right now, slice of life. Yeah. Vermeer. And and so like it make, it draws you in and makes you want to watch it. Yeah. You know? And then you especially like on Twitter, it'll be like one minute long, you're like, all right, cool. You know, this isn't like hella long. I'm thinking about like how that can be applied to like a film, you know, like using because things are things are changing, you know, there's different times and we want to watch different kinds of films. There's always gonna be the blockbusters that are like green screen and huge budgets and they're like just a complete, completely made up 
world, like like Jurassic World. But yeah. then like if you want to watch other films, and it's like there need there there need to be new newly introduced shot angles right because we we know the wide angles the close ups even if you don't know anything about film you you understand a wide angle you, it's like a whole building or a close up is like you want to see it, it shows somebody's face and it shows their emotion so like there needs to be a new way and, and people shoot out of cars all the time but it's like clear and um i think movies kind of like um that are kind of like a handheld camera style like a what end of watch I think they they've done that, but I mean it's a specific kind. But I feel like it should be implemented to like more of the masses of certain genres of films. Yeah. So it just gave me an idea. I just no, no, to and, share. Then, and then like if, if your idea works well in a minute, imagine what you could do with 120, or imagine what you could do with even 60 or even right. 30. And, and I don't mean like the whole film. I just mean for like certain shots, like an no, attention yeah, grabber, right, even even right. like an opening shot, right? Because right. like in films, sometimes mm. cut, cuts are almost never a minute long. They're, they're, that, they're never, there's like one Russian film that exists that's like the longest take and it's like I think two hours or like or damn. like a hundred minutes and it's all one take but oh, it's like oh, it's, like whole, it's like the whole movie right? the whole it's a one take yeah one take Fuck, it, it, dude. It, it's like the longest scene and the longest uh, single shot too because yeah you can have the longest scene and then um, so at the, that point it's just almost like a play like just you're just really almost like watching yeah, just a perfectly play. choreographed especially like the way they have the like framing they have like I think it's I can't remember if it's three or like seven different symphonies Wow. Performing. And oh, it, right behind the camera, isn't it? Wow. It's like... I and mean, they're performing turned, as a, as they're shooting. Like That's what no, we need well, to it's, find it's, it's, a, it's an older Russian film. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. Because I, I think, I think uh, Besto Leridis, he, uh, I think he showed that in class. And maybe, he was talking about that. Maybe, because I, I saw it in... Um, either it was here or it was at SF State. I think huh. it was at SF State. Because um, one of the, one of the um, like, TAs, who also grades papers, and, and uh, he, he's, he's been, like, he, he guest lectured. He's... Uh, I think he's a Russian dude, and uh, he was talking about um, like different Russian films, and um, I forget the 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 unit. It was um, not mise en scène. It was uh, I can't remember. It might have been mise en scène actually, but it was basically like he was showing it that showing us that from the perspective and 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 the and the the acclaim and and, and styles that like you know Russian cinema has been using for like over a hundred years because right you know and and their perspective on shit is completely different like it's like cool. uh, yeah, it's very different. even like the way their cameras are just like going back to, going backwards. back to going back to how um I remember you telling me about about the Jupiter nine yes and then yes. the the Elios forty dash one and forty dash two yeah the focusing is like backwards what's the what's the and then the film, aperture the film uh, process that they have over there or just the film in general that's that the, that you're talking about was it it's not Lomo was it Lomo no. Lomography no I believe I believe Lomo is Russian though no it's not it's it's somewhere else or is it, but or is it German I, I did hear German. you saying that at that it's party. German but no but like their their aperture ring will be like at <laughs> the closer t- it'll be like away from the camera. And then the focus would be closer to the camera, which is like if you've ever held, even if you've like, even if you don't know anything about like photography, if you've ever held a camera and you like look through like the viewfinder, and you you obviously and it's not you're, a range you're focusing and you're out, yeah, you're, yeah. well even with the, no, no no not not a range no, finder not, yeah, but saying, if you're no focusing, reason. and then you see that it's out of focus and in focus, that's usually like the ring that's closer to the to the camera, right? Because you just go like that. No, no 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 sorry further away. And then if there is any kind of dial that that opens and closes the iris or the aperture, then it's closer to the camera. It's just that right. way you want the mechanics to be closer because the shutter speed is on the dial on top of the camera as it is. So it's just Russians have it backwards. You know, if you take anything from this, it's that the Russians, uh, for a lot of things, they've they've always had the lenses like backwards. But a lot of people are starting to mount these lenses on 
on like Sony's and shit and like any kind of mirrorless. Oh no, and I love that. I love that they're doing tight. that because of, because the way that older glass looks. Yeah. Just just the way those optics are. Oh yeah. In terms of translating it onto the film, something about it. Like I always see um, when people have older lenses on their cameras and they have it. It'll have that swirl. Yeah. That's so, like that's huge for me. And, right and, now. I'm I'm like noticing that and I'm like wow that's kind of cool. Well, you know what? I didn't post this picture from Golden Hour and you should have gone cuz it was tight, but like I'm going to show I you probably this picture. Should have, I got I'll show you just I got this picture. Home really late that day from Look, this is a this is a Isaac and like do you see how the bokeh is a little bit swirly? Is that, yeah, he sh- he's showing me he's showing Juan and I an example right now of exactly what I was talking about, swirl bokeh. So, this is with the modern lens, but it's all manual. It's a Chinese lens. Uh it's fire. It huh? is, yeah, it is. It's beautiful. And it, it's a fifty millimeter, but it's a crop. So on my camera, it's essentially eighty mil, which means that it's like kind of like a headshot only, t- uh, head and shoulders type of shot. I pulled back so that I can kind of get more of the background. Right. Um. But yeah, like the and then there's a bunch of trees in the background, so that's like already like like bokeh bliss or like blurry background, a little like kind of like smoothed out, like buttery looking, basically circles. It gets kind of like. They get kind of like um, bent and swirled, so they kind of look like cat's yeah, eyes. That's the, it's, yeah, it's that's tight. Fucking and that's cool. exactly what you like. You I remember you explaining to me what your like favorite or one of your favorite things about photography is is like being able to do with the greens. Oh, and then, and yeah. then get it swirly like that. Yeah, that's that's like one of your things. And speaking of pictures, since I have it up and it was the first thing in my gallery because this is what I recently uh, took right. pictures of. So my niece. I didn't even know that my sister still had this pair of cool gray nines for my, my <laughs> old my older niece who's seven now, and this is my baby niece and she has this T-shirt. It's in gray with um, purple and pink writing. Oh, and I, love, says, I love. Never that underestimate shirt. the power of women and girls. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" With the cool, with the pink shorts and the cool gray nights. Yeah. Wow. And then check this out. We were. I wanted. That's to, how you dress I, a kid, right? There. That's how you dress a kid. That's how you dress a kid. Don't that's, don't put the fucking jeans and shit on them and do the little weird shit. Don't. It's super baggy because yeah. I mean honestly you're never too young to get your clothes tailored. But you're not but at the same time you get them dirty. You're you're, you're learning. You're well, a kid. Of course. No you're get them tailored. Look fresh but then you of course get them dirty but I like I don't even when get it's my super clothes wrinkly tailored, when it's super wrinkly. It's all stacking up at the bottom. Yeah, it's yeah. like, just put on shorts instead. But, it, you know, obviously it's not warm all the time. So anyways. Are we talking about kids here or us now? Or is there, oh, like, humans? In general. I mean, humans not in humans. General. Anyways, humans. Well, so I was taking these pictures too, of my baby bad. niece. I was taking these pictures of my baby niece, and I wanted to get some, like, like little rose plants or rose bushes that we have in the in the background there on, on the side of the fence. And in the grass, I noticed, like, like, I thought it was, like, maybe, like, a dandelion, like a weed or something. And no, it was, like, this tiny little, like, it's almost like a Hawaiian flower, and you can't really tell unless you're looking at the picture, but it's, like, it's tiny. Oh, And yeah. I put it on, the, like, at first I was trying to distract her to keep in place by putting it in her hand, and I think she dropped it, so I like, put it behind her ear. And it's, like, the tiniest little, it's, it's like, a tiny little, like, like, I don't really pose my subjects. I don't really do any kind of, like staging or production just, design just but that catch, was like the one that was world. like the one little thing like hold this you know or, or put this behind your ear and so I was like okay that was tight and then it matched I mean it kind of matches the colors too I mean, in this picture she has it in her hands but oh, she's right. got the cool gray nines on it's yeah. tight as fuck yeah. tight as fuck I had a pair of cool gray nines uh, not the not the re- retro version the I had the 2002 version. Okay. Or yeah, 2000 yeah. and whatever. Where it's a, so it's like one of the early silver boxes. Face, face boxes yeah, with face the box. fucking card and everything. Yeah. That, that card's tight as fuck. Yeah. Love, I love those cards. I still have a nine card, I think. Um, yeah. No, I had the, the pair that I had when I was a baby. I had like, like there's pictures of me uh, in like taxi 12s. Oh. And air up tempos. Yeah. And then like other like uh, Nike ACG boots that my mom would buy where they're like, kick around where, where she didn't have to worry about me getting my my like sneakers dirty or anything like that so yeah babies babies and in, in, in shoes together good combo 
Really good combo. Yeah. Shoes, just shoes are incredible. Babies, not so much. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it can go either way. But shoes? Shoes, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I just say um, yes. an- anti-shout-out um, Abraham? Why? Because... Uh, anti-shout-out? He was kind of uh, talking shit about how we say shout-out to too much. He was we like, y'all, should, no, just, I, I have he was like, y'all should just say, y'all should just name it shout-out to... Because y'all say too much on every episode. He's a hater. Anti shout out to him. No, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and just say you're right. We do say shout out too much. <laughs> I I have written in my notes like say shout out less because it just sounds weird. But then it's also like I don't know. Oh, uh, here's an homage to so and so. That's a little bit more. I'm not Fraser. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not fucking Fraser Crane. I don't. I don't. You know. But an homage to Abraham. <laughs> All right, there you go. An anti homage to Abraham. Okay. All right, Johnny. <laughs> take it easy. You know? Take it easy. Um, <laughs> did you Did you want to start your tabs? Did you like? I have so many because you, you had a lot. Do you want to start with me? I think we should start on you because if we All started right. you at the end and it was long, I feel like the audience would be fatigued by then. Right. Know? Right. All right. I'll fire it off. And then some of them are just like just funny that I wanted to mention, so I left them there. See, that's another thing that I gotta not do is I gotta remember to, to remain natural with the tabs and not plant stuff but then okay like for example this one i just have a picture of tobias from arrested development crying in the shower i was like i'm just gonna leave that because you know no explanation needed (laughs) everyone everyone can relate to tobias crying in the shower shower. biting the fucking soap (laughs) all right so where i started off oh shit okay yeah i pretty much left off at Johnny just gave me a weird smile. Just Damn, now. I don't know where I left off. All nah, right, so I, just, I got fuck. This is tight. I'm. I'm all right, so I made. I finally made a discog. <laughs> so a lot of these are gonna go, gonna go hand in hand with the discogs idea because I like keep track of random music that I like, can't. I either I can't listen to it or I want are okay. Three things: either I can't listen to it because it's not on like Apple Music or something like that, and I can only get it on YouTube, or I can't listen to it and I want to buy it, or I've listened to it and I just want to buy it. So that's how like it goes for the Discogs things and like what I keep in here. So we have Quasar. Quasar's a, a, a one of the first bands to break off from Parliament Funkadelic when they had their whole management thing in like the late seventies, mid to late seventies. So Quasar's Glenn Goins and his brother and then various other people, but they're the one of the first bands. The literally the second band to break off from P Funk was called Mutiny, and their first album was like Mutiny on the Mothership, and that's with like Bigfoot. But Glenn Goins is on there, and Glenn Goins is one of my favorite P-Funk uh, members, and Quasar is really good. They have a song called Sweet Thing. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's fucking beautiful. And, like, I've even checked on the Discog site, and there's not a version available that has the Sweet Thing outtake, where it's just, like, a random cut. So I need it. I need to find it, and I love that song so much, and they're just called Quasar. Pretty fucking tight. So, so before those two bands, Mutiny and Quasar, you, they uh, it was just P Funk. It was just P Funk, and then yeah. after that, P Funk didn't exist. Like they just broke. No, up? No, no, or... no. Not they like never officially broke up. There was some time there where it was the P Funk All Stars, and then it was George Clinton by himself, and then they got back together or, or Funkadelic at least. But then they never, they never really, really broke up because they always were like touring basically. Like even now, they're oh, okay. still a touring, probably the Funkadelic band. But they just, a couple of them would just do their own thing sometimes. Yeah, because like I said, there was a management thing and people okay. were mad at George Clinton. 
and then they got better deal or they're not better deals but they got their own deal but the thing about it is even though they split off like people don't know like i can't find quasar on apple music and i can find mutiny on apple music but that's only because mutiny got to like a couple albums they have one that's like an anti-disco album so <laughs> that's tight yeah they're like they're just you know funk, and then I have the the Wikipedia page for Glenn Goins open because I like to read about him. He he died really young, and he's great. He he's like when you hear because I grew up listening to I bought I got a CD of that's like a Death Row Records uh, box set in like two thousand six, and so I listened to it all the time. And I used to wake up like every day and just listen to I watched the Let Me Ride video where they put the concert footage of the of Parliament and the Mothership Connection. So that voice that you hear in Let Me Ride, where it's like, swing down, I want to ride, that's Glenn Goins. And all the Glenn Goins songs with, with Funkadelic are fucking incredible. He has just a crazy, his voice is just just beautiful. I don't know how to, I don't know how to sum it up, because it's like raspy, too. But like every every P-Funk song with him and like Gary Scheider. How, how young did he die? Them. He was like 24, I think, 24, 25. And how did he die? Lymphoma. Oh shit! Yeah, or it was either lymphoma or like or like some kind of cancer or something like that. So it's just really, it's just really sad. But it's like you know I'm, I'm looking at these dudes. These are all my heroes, and they just did so much in such a short amount of time as far as making pushing music forward. Like P Funk, the two four drum and in, was invented and like had been played before. It's one of the standards of James Brown. 2-4 drumming and, and on the one and stuff like that they took it and that's how you get all the foundation for like hip hop you know as far as like the beats go and then the samples too but then I've been listening to the Mars Volta a lot so there's that one I actually skipped one it's um my mom um we used to watch this show I I, I would watch it with her because she likes to watch like the old channels with like the old TV shows and shit like that so there's a show called Have Gun Will Travel I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. The guys, I've, I've the guys, name, yeah, the guy's name is Paladin. Have gun, will have travel. gun will travel. Have gun re- will travel. Reads the card of a man, and his his card is just a um, uh, is, the, is it a rook? That's the horse in chess. I can't remember which one's the which one's the horse, but it's got the little chess piece and it says have gun will travel. It's Why? A is it the knight? The knight is a horse, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played chess in a long time. Anyway, it says, <laughs> it says, have gun, will travel, and then it's just his name, Wire Paladin, San Francisco. And the only way you can reach him is because he lives at a hotel in San Francisco back in, like, the old early west or whatever, in, like, the early 1900s, late 1800s, whatever the fuck you want to say. But he lives in a uh, in a hotel in San Francisco, and the only way you can reach him is because you just wire Paladin. So how, wherever you find him, you just wire Paladin, and he's have gun, will travel. That's fucking wild yeah he's fucking and so i always like think of my uh, not myself but i always think of like how i was going to design a business card and i'm always like damn just think about that business card because that's really good but then i don't know i don't know i don't apply that shit to mine and i'm not as like cool as wire paladin so paladin though paladin paladin it's cool fucking dude i listen to the mars volta a lot and really like i've like been listening to their albums like over and over again they're they're i wasn't as into them as i as i as I am now when I first heard of them in like their early mid two thousands. Cause I, but I remember seeing like a Yahoo concert that's like on YouTube. Now I remember seeing that on like Yahoo, the website back in the day, like 2006, 2005 and even earlier, maybe like 2004 too. But I remember hearing about them a bunch, but I really gave them a shot and they're fucking incredible. They're the, the themes that are in their music. They have a song that I listen to over and over again. It's called Tetragrammaton. The meaning of that is basically the the like Hebrew name for God, 
And like a lot of those themes in their songs are like that. Like they have a song called like Day of Baphomets. Yeah, um, Sigmund, Sigmund, uh, no, Viv, I can't think of the song. Vignus, Sigmund, Vignus or something like that. Or Cygnus, Cygnus, Visman, Cygnus. That's what it's called. That's another one I listen to a lot of. Um, Televators is good. Take the Veil, Serpent Tax is like my favorite because that's one that like really got me into them. And um, I don't know, they're just they're the themes that go throughout there. And then the art for their albums, they have like different artists. Like they had like Storm Thurgerson, which is going to be one of the tabs, literally. So the, the, the first tab after that, the Mars Volter, is Jeff Jordan, a painter who did the, um, his painting is called Big Mutant. And uh, it's the cover art for Amputecture by the Mars Volta. I just got a, oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Definitely accept that. I, I just airdropped something that was, all right. Wow. <laughs> Curveball. Turn, turn, turn on your airdrop, Johnny. I got you. But yeah, Amputecture. And then um, he did um, a bunch of paintings for, for like their albums that would become whatever. And it's just, it really reminds me of like Chicano art. And like um, art of like the fifties, or, or or art that like portrays the fifties for Chicanos and stuff like that. It's really fucking beautiful. It's really this shit's really nice. I I should probably, I should probably show you guys. Yeah, so. yeah. Can and put that in the tabs. Uh, message. I was gonna say. Yeah, well, so Amputecture is this one, and the idea, the oh, idea of is that, is that they're just Colors holding. Are crazy. Yeah. What the fuck? The idea is that they're they're holding an artifact, and that's yeah, like a lot yeah. of things. Like the, the the album that I'm listening to right now, over that's and over fire. again, is called the Bedlam and Goliath. That's the one that I, that's like the most recent one that I that I listened to. I've listened to the the previous, the other ones like um, Amputecture. I listened to over and over again. Uh, De Laos and the Comatorium. I listened to over again. Francis the Mute. I listened to over and over again. But right now I'm on Bedlam and Goliath, and that one is like about their encounters with a, a Ouija board. It's pretty fucking. It's, it's shit's crazy. But they have a lot of stuff where it's like it ties into a lot of old stuff, and you guys know how I feel about old shit. So <laughs> I think everyone at this point can uh, can understand how how much I love old shit and and ancient shit old timey stuff old timey stuff love it yeah no, i love it I, and tight. i just gave away one of the the reasons why because my mom makes me watch old tv shows with her. <laughs> anyway so yeah then the, the, the next one is storm thurgerson Th- storm thurgerson is probably most known for um his like pink floyd uh, album art he's the guy who does he does like surrealist album art where it's like it, it looks like like what we know is our our life, but it's just a little bit off to where it, it fucks with you and makes you just really wonder. You know, I love, I love. I'm, I'm starting to really fall in love with surrealism, and really understand it more. And it's starting to like translate into how I do stuff now. Like I, the way I think about photography is completely different after having seen a whole bunch of surrealist stuff by like Thorgerson and looking at like Dolly, and then Vermeer too. Vermeer, I've been looking at a lot of Vermeer. Oh my god. Yeah, like that. Exactly. One air dropped one right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how it flipped up anyway. My fucking phone was not on silent. Whoops. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking up today, guys. You know that? <laughs> Good thing you let me go first cuz I am I am fucking up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Look, that's beautiful, Johnny. It's it, the color too, the color palette. Is that a photo? I don't know. I didn't send you anything. Or Juan sent that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Because they're both they're both fucking named Juan. Sorry. You have you have me under. I do. Have, I do have guys Johnny though, oh. so I don't know why. But huh. I I figured because, or I thought for a second because w- you noticed the color, so you said the color and then Juan sent the photo. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a photo. Yeah. It's a photo. That's beautiful. Green velvet there. That's tight as fuck. That is. It's fucking and it's like exactly like the painting. That's the thing that I've been doing. Like I'm trying to find a way to get colors like that where it just looks really really not so much harsh. <laughs> 
but they just look almost surreal in color. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking. Because even shit. like the sky. Yeah, that that color blue. And then you see the purple on like the um, what do you call that part of the horse? Like on, that's on the back of their head. Uh, the where mane. the hair is. The mane. The mane. Yeah, the mane. Like, see how there's like purple on it. Let me see. I don't even know if it's like dyed or. Oh they... yeah, yeah. It's just it's just like braided or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of the the greens, the reds, and then like how bright that white is, but then it's just the the foreground is just completely like tan colored dirt. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need more of that to be honest with you. And I'm also gonna have to get back to my tabs here. <laughs> good good brief break there. Yeah, a little right. quicker. I'm I'm tr- yeah I'm trying to get through this because I want there to be the conversation too, like how we just stop. But like a lot of these don't need to be that in depth. I just they just are because I'm just fucking neurotic. So, <laughs> so then the next one I have is uh, Gil Scott Heron, Brian Jackson. Been listening to that a lot too. Show business. That is a really good song. It's it's an incredible fucking song. But it has a line in it that has stuck out to me completely, and I think about it often. And it's just um, let me find it. So he says, you're only as important to them as your latest hit. That's a precarious position for a plastic king to sit. And I just love that that one sentence, precarious position for a plastic king to sit. I love that. And it also it's one of those things where like uh, my one of my favorite artworks by Kruger, Barbara Kruger. If you're if you're so successful, why do you feel like a fake? Because it's like it's a precarious position for a plastic king to sit. It's like, hmm. You're just, you know, you are in a very delicate spot there, aren't you? And you're a plastic king, so you could easily be melted. So stay sharp and don't get too close to the heat. So I love that. So it sits out and it stands out, I mean. And then um, the next one is a blog post by Warmoth, a famous guitar manufacturer. And they have a whole thing about reverse headstocks. Because as everyone knows, Jimi Hendrix is one of the most notable lefties, and if not the biggest lefty on the planet, to to have a reverse headstock guitar where he's playing it upside down. Of course, there's like Otis Rush. Otis Rush is another famous lefty. There's all... You can, you can go down the list of bluesmen who were lefties and stuff like that, but Hendrix is one of the most notable because he played the strat with the headstock upside down because he was playing the guitar upside down. So there's a whole list, and basically the list is who were the first ones to put a left-hand neck on a right-hand guitar, and the answer is Michael Hampton of Parliament Funkadelic, better known as Kid Funkadelic, the guy who replaced Eddie Hazel when Eddie Hazel left Parliament Funkadelic because he had to go to jail. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, and, and I love the way Kid Funkadelic's <laughs> strat looks because the, the, the photo they have for it is... Kid Funkadelic, there's photos of Kid Funkadelic playing it, and it's like completely like it looks like it's like the early theory of like let's just let's just turn the guitar into just a artwork, which like Bo Diddley, Jimi Hendrix, you know the Eric Clapton's the Fool guitar. There's all kinds of guitars that have just completely been turned into like pieces of art. But that's what he did. He was like, I'm just gonna put a bunch of shit on it, a bunch of different things, and make it look. And he put three humbuckers in it. That's another thing that you didn't do with Stratocasters in the, at that time. You did not. There was the, and then it's like it started the, the thing. So he just had huge fat humbuckers in this Stratocaster with a uh, upside down neck, and, and you know, and it just looked crazy. And there's like I said, yeah. What does, even, what does that even look like? It just looks like a monster ass Stratocaster. And then you play it upside down with that upside oh, down shit. neck, and it just looks. You just look like Jimmy Hendrix, f- basically. 
And so, yeah, he, and the reason why Michael Hampton did it was Michael Hampton was like, oh, I just, like, in, in the blog post, it's like, oh, Michael Hampton's like, oh, I just wanted to, to you know, make it like a hot rod car. Where were you when All right. I needed so you next tab is I have some artwork by the mathematical equation known as the Ramel Z, also known as one of the greatest artists of all time from New York. If you've ever seen Wild, Wild Style, that's where Ramelzi was in. And he has he's one of the early artists to come out of New York in terms of like the street scene. So when the minute they started really paying attention to the train scene and the other stuff, like before, kind of like before Basquiat and like Herring, Ramelzi. Ramelzi, his name basically is a fucking... It's a it, he he describes it as the mathematical equation as of being like the the mathematical equation of like God. Yeah, so we uh, I think I kind of started the thing where we just start airdropping photos. Right yeah, it's, it's really it's really fucking distracting to be honest with you because I keep having to deny it and now my fucking tab won't load. <laughs> this is this is this, this is the good thing. This is all tabs episode because this is fucking this is gonna take some time. Yeah, this is a mess. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to blow through these now because I keep getting fucking airdrop things and the tab won't load now. God damn it! Will you stop? Okay, Jesus Christ. Okay, just receive it. Just I lo- cool, no, I love it's a cool Winnebago. I love the colors, but then it just takes me to fucking my photos, and I have to try to load. I the wish there in. was a way that you can accept it without going to. I know, right? I know. <laughs> but it like for it like forces it's like okay I see it I'm ex- I want to accept it I don't want to see it it, is, it should be like accept and view or just accept and there should be no decline I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no um, Definitely yeah so decline. so the the Ramelzi no yeah because people can send you just anything and you know, just, that's what's kind of funny about iPhones <laughs> no yeah it's like a prank yeah well I mean send, you can have it to like context only true but. true true. Anyway, but yeah, sorry. Uh, there, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We, it's fine. Won't, we won't do it again. No, we're having a good time. You're definitely gonna do it again. That's that <laughs> that smirk in that laugh. You're definitely doing it again. And then Johnny, Johnny's being quiet right now. Johnny's up, oh, look at that smile. He's up to something. What do you, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at it. He's about to do it right now. No, I'm trying to. I'm, trying, I'm waiting for Juan's to come up. I think you have to be on your phone though. Yeah, it can't be locked. All right, so yeah, the Ramelzi thing. If Ramelzi is incredible, and they say Ramelzi like predated Basquiat. And if you look at Ramelzi's artwork and listen to Beat Bop, you definitely can see that he was like ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff. And then you never really hear about Ramelzi's name. His his pieces do okay. And he's he's known as like a great artist and like a prolific person in terms of like the New York scene. But he literally, like I said, like the train scene, you look at like Lee Quinones, Utura, and like Stay High and like dudes like that. And you see this dude, and this dude is just wearing masks made out of like Japanese toys and different kind of like transform. He looks like a trans, like a transformer villain or some shit like that. But he's just this artist, and it's like you never hear about him. And I'm so glad that I, for whatever reason I am drawn to Ramelzi because mm-hmm. Ramelzi's fucking tight. Like I said, go listen to Bebop, go look at some of his art. They they call him the precursor to Basquiat. So that's fresh. That's Ramel, and he and he's coming out of the graffiti scene too. Where like this photo of him, he looks like fucking Voltron or some shit. He looks like some kind of weird samurai villain. Oh fuck yeah! And he's holding just a fat ass like what's he got? Two cans or just one can? No, he's got like just one fat ass can of spray paint. That's tight. And that was him in two thousand two. Ramelzi is fucking incredible, dude. Okay, real quick, you know what could be a cool thing about um. 
about this airdrop situation is like instead of me having to move away from the mic to like see your screen, you can like screenshot it and just airdrop it to us. Yeah, like that's not and then, really and then fucking I, and then time I can, consuming. And then I can see it. Well, no, I mean it takes it's a not, second. You screenshot, look, boom, screenshot it. You go like that, you airdrop it, boom. At this point during the podcast, they taught me how to use my own phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, no, you're right. It, it is. It's not time consuming at all. And yeah, then, and then we can not, see it. I got you. We can see it. Have you. a reaction on the mic. Yeah, we're just, we should have like either a verbal cue or you, or you just be like, oh yeah, send it to me, and I'll just be like, oh, gotcha. So that way I can just show it to you. Yeah, yeah. So air, air drop down to me. Let's, At this point, in the podcast, Johnny's gonna send Justin and Juan a picture of lemonade. I'm gonna send them. Oh <laughs> yeah, we, we have, yeah. We've, I, we've had that before. I've had that before. Is I'm it send, good? Yeah, I'm sending you guys the the Ramelzi article right now. Oh, the article. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. Thanks for declining. Okay, well, you've had it, so you don't really need to see. I, yeah, I, I've ha- I've I've drank the beverage. It's good. Oh shit! That's it's what good. it looks it's like. like. Sharp lemonade. So those are the Japanese toys you're talking about. Yeah, he just made and he that would make. He would, and he was doing that shit in like the early '80s. He was making like masks and shit like that, like stuff that you would think would maybe be along the lines of like MF Doom. Yeah, this and art the same wild, the man. same of the style that you would might think of of Basquiat before all of it. And then like the white gloves with the long like black. Yeah, and like I said, his name that he calls himself, he calls it the equation of like the universe. <laughs> It's not, it's not, his name's not Ramelzi. It's the Ramelzi, and it's like you're referring to the equation. He's just the, the person that, I love shit like that. I love, I love, I love just mythology of random shit like that. And that's a dude, who, like I said, who came out of the New York train scene. The yeah. Fucking, a, the wild a, style shit. Hey. Yeah, uh, I'm going to listen to that later. A related article, just not even a tab. Obviously, I, wanna con- I want no, you to ahead. continue yours, but um, rec- recommended an article on here. Record breaking 110.5 million uh, Basquiat. Um, Art piece uh, basically broke a record for the most expensive art piece. Um, that's crazy. That's tight. Ten point five k. That's tight. But is he the Ramelzi? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a one they're, show they're, the, they're, they're their own. Museum. They're their own people. They're their own people. And I and I, I just Ramelzi's fucking tight. And you never hear about Ramelzi. You always hear about Basquiat. That's all I'm saying. So I'm like, I need. We, I want to hear more about Ramelzi. So I'm ma- I'm making the conscious effort. But Basquiat selling for fucking that much is crazy, dude. That's fucking nuts. And then like even when you see like Warhol stuff too, where it's like Warhol sketches go for like ridiculous amounts. Warhol sketches go for ridiculous amounts. Anything that's like mildly related to Basquiat in terms of like him doing it is always just like, oh wow, I need it. My question has always been, do they do they ever get a piece of that or their families? <laughs> their estate, they're supposed to. They're sub- yeah, I've like, it's the like estate of Jean Michel Basquiat, courtesy Brooklyn Museum. Yep. So this is their so estate. It's copywritten by their estate. Is it sold by them? Love it. Their or estate is like their family and their team. So estate is kind of like a broad term. It's usually the family, but it can be like they're like lawyer. Yeah, and wh- like whoever handles whoever. Like the, either like publishing rights or just like 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 you said holds the copyright. Oh, so publishing. So if I bought it and I sold it, they'd still have to get a piece. Well, if they sell it to you, then it's your property. Then, yeah, you, and you, you, sell you, it. you own but it. The and thing is, the people, in terms the of like who IP. sold it were his estate, which means yeah. like. Mm-hmm. His archives, his yeah, yeah. his garage or whoever basement handled, filled with whoever all this stuff. His, like, like, like Prince's property. estate is whoever they are. You know, yeah, let's obviously not, let's, he didn't have kids. Let's not get into that. But, but he, every, you know, like people who usually have like some kind of like value after their death, mm. especially if they're famous, like their family is their estate. Usually, that's like by default. Yeah, just you know, let's not let's not bring up the Prince estate because <laughs> everybody we, we're not we're not fucking with it. Yeah, we're not we ain't fucking no, with fuck that. At that. All. all right, so then the next one I got is starting an eyewear business, which is an article of just basically like make it out of wood, make it out of cardboard, make it out of this, and then the golden one, 
figure out a way to fucking machine a mold and then burn the or melt the plastic yourself, <laughs> pour it into mold, and then fucking. And I'm like, damn. So I can do it on my own, but it's like, holy shit. That's going to be really time consuming, but I'm up for it. And I do need to figure out how to do it because I do want to start a glasses business. I just want to start like all the businesses of shit where it's just like I, just random items that are really cool that I can just do little design on. That's what I've grown into is just I love little design way more than I love huge design. I love, amb- I love the ambition of huge design, but I'm just like I need to start small. And that, the glasses and like little things like my playlist covers or little logos is like really good start for me. So that's one. But yeah, I definitely want to do that. The next one is um, some art by Aie Eitan, one of the Sun Ra Orchestra members. And Sun Ra did a book. He has a poetry, he has a couple poetry books. But while he was doing the preparation for his movie about, his, his like semi-biographical movie about him called Cosmos, I believe. It's, he did a, a book called Space, Interiors, and Exteriors in 1972. So these are all artworks by Aie Eitan. A member of the of the orchestra but they're really beautiful because they're just like murals but they're these crazy celestial pieces of art that like he, he just found a way to blend the colors and do different things with them that just look really really cool and so i just had to i saved some of them and i'm like looking at them but they're really incredible and i, I love them and the guy's name is aye Aton, just like the word like a y e but with the E with the, the little accent over it. And Aye. Uh, Aye Eitan. Okay. And so then I have the the Amazon book where I'm just going to buy the book at some point for sp- uh, Space, Interiors and Exteriors, 1972. And the next one is Funkadelic, Let's Make It Last. That's the song that I was listening to last week before we did the interview. So that's where I you can see I, I have that week, and now here starts the next week. I was looking at Blue Note Records because, again, JoJo reached out to me to do some, like, um, cover arts for him. So I was looking at, like, nothing but, like, Blue Blue Note Records, things like that. And it really inspired me to do cover art in that way. But also it inspired me to just start a record label like, I, like I've, like, <laughs> thought of before. And I'm, like, really excited because there's just so much you can do. And looking at so much good shit. And then again, Blue Note is a great one because you can look at the art and you're like, wow, that's some cool shit. You've like, if you like text, if you like all kinds of elements of like early graphic design, especially like mid, like 50s, 50s, 60s graphic design where they're just, re- it's really simple, but it's like really clean and, and beautiful. And they, like I said, they do stuff with text that like is really old, but it's also really fresh and could be applied still. So I love looking at good shit. Good looking at like again, guiding your taste and looking at good shit is how you kind of can get to a level where it's like, okay, I, I either want to do it or I can do it because I've just looked at nothing but good shit, and you know like what rules to apply. So that's what I do. Is I just like to look at stuff like that. And Blue Notice happens to be one of the ones that I look at. Plus, I've been listening to On Saya Joy and like Groove Homes, and then like it gets re- I get recommended like Bobby Humphrey and different artists who are on Blue Note and stuff like that. So it's really good. Um, then there was this thing that I got an ad for. It's called Project Thirteen Twenty Four, where it's like you can design. Um, it's by um, AIGA Iga Design, and it's like you can design. Um, it's like a it's like a poster. Create create your design for democracy, social images, or graphics in the following format, and it's like share a nonpartisan message, provide your social media handles, yada yada yada. But it's like basically they want you to design a poster to like get people to vote. 
to like be aware that they need to vote because it's like there's so many people who are not registered to vote. Yeah. Of course, there's you know there's always like the silent majority, whatever whatever you want to describe it as. But it's like they're trying to encourage more people because they're look everyone's looking at our situation in politics right now with our government, and they're like, no, we need more people to vote. There can't be any more of this this shit that's happening where it's like there's there's so much confusion as to who did what and there's all this these ideas of of people interfering and then all, i don't know if you guys know about like gerrymandering and like redrawing the lines of districts yeah they, yeah so they yeah they want people to fucking vote because they're tired of shit like that which is of course it's not always the again it's like oh there's problems with the system it's it's always the 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 civilians who have to fix it it's like why that's not what we hired government for but Anyway, they're trying to get people to vote. And I thought it was a really good campaign, so I was going to try to do something for them. And also, I was just going to have it there so I could talk about it and share it in case other people want to make a design to get people to go out and vote because it is very important. Then I have Prince, Joy, and Repetition. I will Now we're going to go straight from me and my sensibilities to me and just straight raw animal instincts. Joy and Repetition is one of my favorite Prince songs, and I believe I've tweeted that if I ever become a father, that's the song it's going gonna, it's gonna to be to. Because that is the fucking most intense, beautiful song that I've heard. The chorus, holding someone is truly believing there's joy and repetition. And then he has this lyric in there that I, I love the word. The band plays a song called Soul Psychedelicide. It's again, it's like one of those like semi-P-funk <laughs> words. Like like Isaac Hayes It's one of the ones where it's like soul something. Soul something, the, the idea behind um, um, Outcasts. What is it? Cadillac music. What's what's the what's the whole word? Uh, Southern, Southern playlist of Cadillac, Cadillac music. music. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So it's like stuff like that. P Funk did it too. Aqua Boogie, whatever the hell, other words and all the shit like that. So I love words like that. And Prince was inspired by all that and decided in the eighties he was gonna make a song that references a song called Soul Psychedelicide. It's pretty fucking tight. But yeah, it's a really good song. And then I was listening to um, some of the prints again that I don't have access to, which I've already added it to my Discogs want list, so I remember to buy it eventually. It's from this album called 1-800-NEW-FUNK, where when Prince went and started doing his own thing even more in the 90s and, and broke away from certain labels, he had the new power generation like where he wanted them and put them in in the, the position to be a powerhouse that, that he was and... And, you know, was was positioning himself to be at the time. So he had artists like Nona Gay. He had um, the Mavis Staples on his record label. And he had, like, George Clinton and, like, some of the P-Funk members in his his label. So that whole 1-800-NEW-FUNK album is just a collection of different bands. Like, there's a band called MPLS, which is just, like, a Minneapolis band. And he always had side projects. Like, Prince had, like, side projects, like, crazy. Uh, Camille, which is him pitched up pretending or not pretending but like playing a character of a woman there's uh madhouse there's the family there's minneapolis there's all kinds of bands like the time the time basically is prince's band Moore's day in the time is basically like prince's band almost but he had so many side projects and so that was one of them is 1-800 new funk and so i was listening to that and it's like the the lyrics in that song are really good because it's it's a real again that clap that i mentioned earlier that two four clap that that heavy just kind of shit like that that is what's in this song and that was what prince was doing like 94 95 that's what he was doing so he has a song called love sign and the chorus of that is if you're sick of evil knocking on your door throw up the love sign once and forevermore and that's the shit and i'm like 
Yeah. Throw up the love sign. It's just love sign and then it's just heavy ass hard drums and just funky ass rhythms. So it's just really good shit. And so I was in there and then Johnny took a, I, I saw on one of the Instagrams I follow is called like Socialist Modernism where they just have um, a whole bunch of like designs of like basically like communist countries and like like social I mean socialist modernism but it's a lot of like eastern bloc countries where they have this like really beautiful design in their buildings and they have a lot of stuff where it's like they were doing a lot of industrial design that really it's just so much more beautiful in the the, west at the time it's like the architecture yeah the architecture The, the it's so much more beautiful than the west but also it's like it's it's a little bit more soulless because of how industrial and how bare the concrete is. Damn, these like curved balconies or whatever mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, are yeah. And, and then there's like it's like brutalist architecture. If if, if um, I can't fully explain brutalism because I I haven't fully delved into it to understand it completely. I just know I like the the design theory in terms of architecture. Yeah, I'm but yeah, following. So, so there's <laughs> so there's a hotel that Johnny took a picture of called Hotel Cosmos, right? Okay, well, I'm looking at one that's in Moldova, and that's in my tabs. I'm looking at one in Moldova. It's just called Cosmos, the Cosmos Hotel. And look at the... Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm, I was, I'm supposed to screenshot and implement our new thing, but I'm still stuck in the old ways of, of <laughs> here's here's my phone. Just look at it, please. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it's I mean, just, you're, you're kind of right those, next to Johnny, though. That's it's got the, all those patterns to where, again, that's like the brutalist thing. It's like those those <clears throat> ideas of repetition just completely driven home and completely just just you know like i said driven home and completely implemented no not done i want to and so yeah it's just this hotel in moldova just called hotel cosmos and it's like really cool and it was built in like the 50s or 60s and it's like really beautiful and um oh that's fresh yeah yeah, so that was there, and that was one of the ones that I liked. That and then, Cosmos, like, logo, too, is, like, very, uh, reminds me of, like, the Portal shit, you know what I'm talking about? Portal. The game? You know, the, Yeah, you know the game Portal, where it's, like, that, or no, not Portal, um, what's the other one that's like that? Uh, where it's very, like, old, vintage, timey, like, Nuketown oh, type. Oh, um, you're talking about, it's, like, Steampunk? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Bioshock? No, no, no. no. Bioshock. 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 I don't know if it was Bioshock. Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. No. Underwater. Oh yeah, yeah, it is Bioshock. Bioshock. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I mean that reminds you of that. Like that that, just reminds you of that Newtown, like vintage, like Americana. Yeah, like fifties, fifties weird shit. Like if if, modernism. 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 And then they just took a turn. Like, yeah. For for how they actually saw the future and how robots were. Yeah, where it's like it's yeah, very yeah, it's yeah, very, it's very yeah, futurist, yeah. but mm-hmm. modernist. But they're like, like they're trying to appeal to sort of like it's called cosmos, you know. Like, uh, like a sub Jetsons kind of like how, how they thought about everything in the exactly, future. Exactly. Maybe maybe during Jetsons type of stuff. No, yeah, because de- that 70s, building was definitely 60s. built in the fifties. How how long how old is Jetsons? Jetsons is sixties, I believe. Okay. So about yeah, about that fifty sixties time. Yeah. And then I have so Snoop Dogg uh was, he made a Instagram video. I just recently followed him again because he's really fucking funny and, and Jennifer and I keep laughing at this fucking video of him gaming. Where he's just like it's a fucking it's a fucking alien, Carol. It's a fucking alien. And the, and the girl Carol in the game, she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, watch out behind you. And he's like doing, he like gets no kills and does nothing. 
and just they're like really cool with him because he's Snoop Dogg and he's like playing he's like really funny but like most of the time he's like oh kill him kill him and he's like not he's not hitting them when he's killing them or shooting them or whatever so yeah I followed him again because he's, he's funny and all that shit and he was just he had a video of him just like smoking just he was just smoking just listening to a song and, and I was like oh I gotta find that song so the song's called Wind Chimes or the song's the song is by a band called Wind Chimes and the song is called Baby You're the One it's W-Y-N-D-C-H-Y-M-E-S. And that song is really fucking funky and beautiful. So I was listening to shit like that. And then it got me in the mood to, again, go back and listen to more funky stuff. So then I was looking at, I was making the Discogs thing, and that's what really pushed me to do it was that song and not being able to find it anywhere besides buying it in, on a, on a, like, in like a 7-inch. And uh, so, yeah, and then I was listening to stuff, doing my Discogs collection and figuring out what I wanted to put in my want list. And again, I put a bunch of P-Funk that I that I couldn't have access to and a bunch of different jazz shit that I want and all kinds of shit in there. And then I got to Junie in terms of looking at the, the P-Funk stuff. Junie Morrison, notable Ohio players and P-Funk member. I've talked about him before. So I was looking at his albums and I was listening to him on YouTube because you can't listen to him really anywhere unless you buy him or go to YouTube. And so he has an album where it's just called Bread Alone. Junie Morrison, Bread Alone. No, it just says Junie. Junie Bread Alone. It's just him sitting in a chair holding like a, a drink, like real classy. And then there's just stacks of bread. Just a whole bunch of stacks of like sliced bread. The dude the dude was fucking hilarious. It, it, the shit that Junie would do is way different from the shit that everyone else was doing at the time. Because he was really funky, but he was really weird and funky. And so Bread Alone is good. And then Junie 5 is good. I got to listen to that one. But that one's even less on YouTube because... I don't know, like I said, people just, oh, I didn't say this before. I'm sorry. I've just referenced a conversation I had with myself again. Excuse <laughs> me. But um, there's so much music out there. And so much of it just gets, like, unappreciated. And it's just crazy because, like, you don't have access to it. We have all these connections. We have all this, you know, connectability and connectivity with the Internet. And it's like the fact that I can't listen to something that someone put out through a legit record label boggles my mind where it's like why it's like i have access people know it exists and there's people who like it and there's there's obviously some kind of following for it it's like i still i can't just listen to it on the service that i pay to listen to music on so i have to go listen to user uploaded shit because again there are people who do appreciate it but it just kind of gets me it gets me kind of sad because it's like damn i really wish i could just listen to this all the time and have it on my on my apple music and like by putting it in playlists and shit like that just doesn't work like that people just there's there's so much music that just is completely swept under the rug you know does the uh that youtube paid uh subscription thing would it does it play music if it's locked yeah yeah it does it I does just a few don't, things don't have so red. you can um download actually, videos offline you can um play music or, or maybe listen to like um I don't know, a TED Talk or something. Something but, that obviously you don't really need that to watch locked video. feature, though, that's only for red, though. Just the, the, the background playability. Only, yeah. for only red. red. Yeah. Yeah, and the next one they, was... They need to implement that, like, for everybody. No, they have it locked out for money for a reason. Yeah, they, oh, yeah I thought about that, too. And then, yeah, used to be a thing. yeah, I thought about that, too. I, I mean, then, the YouTube app used to be stuck with the iPhone. And yeah, and that's when you could do it. But even then, even then, it was, like, wishy-washy. Sometimes it would work. Sometimes oh, yeah, you'd have to, like, do a workaround. Yeah. It wouldn't always work. When they took it away, the way that you could do it is through Safari. Safari, yeah. Now that one doesn't work either. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's it's paywall for a reason because it's a really good feature. 
and it sucks that that's what because i you i had i tried the youtube red trial and it's like good but i really would just use it to listen to music in the background or just do other shit while i listen to like um whatever video for whatever i was watching like i don't know some kind of reverb shit or or pedals and effects or whatever the fuck i'd be watching but yeah it's just not it's just not youtube i'm not really what's whatever i'm not gonna talk about it just kidding i just <laughs> i just like don't fuck with them like they're just i just don't fuck with youtube just kidding right, you, you, don't, just, go, just don't you, go shooting up no houses. i'm not gonna do okay. that but i just like the the, the whole oh. you know how i feel about the whole like content creator culture and all that shit that shit's kind of just boring lame. yeah content creator and uh what was the other term um, Logan Paul. Okay. No, <laughs> yeah, we, that's, we a good, that's, a good, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good. We talked yeah. about it last week. Um, uh, so it's content creator. There's like brand ambassador, and then the yeah. other one is um, I think it has an L in it. I forget. Not L. I I don't know. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo whatever. mentioned it, but it's yeah. like no, we're, we're none of those things. Influencer. Pop- influencer. Yeah, it's an I. Yeah. No, I hate influencer. that shit. That's just lame. No, fuck that. We're pop tarts. Which is we. I'm just. I just show up here and we. I just talk into a microphone. You know what I'm saying? If anyone wants to make me any more than that, then that's them. It's not me. But and last week I mentioned I, either it was last week or the week before we uh, I mentioned well, I don't know if it was episode six or seven, but I mentioned like this is like the most sophisticated and complex, basically like um, like note taking or, or like uh, writing stuff down like in a memo book to like yeah we're just like, cataloging but our, our, well, our I didn't mean because we're, we're complex and sophisticated. I meant because like usually it's just pen pen to paper, you know, pen to paper. But ours is like microphones and interfaces and, and, and adobe programs and then editing it and, and then putting right. it online i mean but it's for it's the reason why we do this is to share with you the listeners yeah so instead of just having it in a notebook taking pictures posting on a twitter posting it on twitter or posting it wherever like hey this is what we talked about like no yeah like, listen to it with yeah us. It's, it's, just, it's just us being who we are trying to share shit that we're into with maybe people who are interested in the same shit again so i'm, I'm gonna wrap my chaps up real quick here so then I'm listening to the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Jen and I were at uh, Rasputin yesterday, and it came up. on. They were playing it in the store, and I, I like had to find the song. And I've been listening to that album and that song, or the Mahavishnu first album, The Inner Mounting Flame, and the song that played in the store, which is called Sister Andrea, which is like a live version. It's fucking incredible. I love the shit. Mahavishnu Orchestra, John McLaughlin, fucking incredible. My favorite Miles Davis guitarist, obviously Pete Cozy. I've mentioned that a thousand times. I'll tell it. I scream it from the rooftops. Pete Cozy is one of my favorite guitarists because he's fucking incredible. John McLaughlin, though. John McLaughlin's fucking crazy good. Him and him, him and Cozy are fucking crazy good. And it's crazy because they're just so they're so experimental with the guitar and the way they think of the jazz and the way it sounds. But John McLaughlin just like plays like a 12-string double neck, a 12-string and a fucking six-string in the old days through just like a Marshall stack. Pete Cozy would use like all kinds of crazy effects. John McLaughlin used like a wah wah and other stuff, obviously, but Pete Cozy would use like crazy shit. And his guitars were like modded and fucked up and shit like that. I just I just love Cozy and McLaughlin's great too. And I'm listening to Miles Davis too. I was listening to um, the first of his Electric era, which is I literally the only Miles Davis that I can get myself yeah, to listen yeah. to is Miles Davis Electric. So it's called In a Silent Way. And so I was listening to that last night. I fell asleep watching Mahavishnu Orchestra live in 72 or 71 on youtube and then i put on again on youtube which i just put on my tv instead of leaving my speaker on all night i just throw whatever album plus um like i said again user uploaded it's there's no official album or there's no official like playlist of that album on youtube music like there is for other albums so it's like user uploaded again and someone just put up the whole in a silent way album and it's like really fucking good and it's the first of his like experimental electric shit 
Then I have Yasuhiro Wakabayashi, which is a photographer for one of one of the albums that came out before Miles Davis's In a Silent Way. Miles Davis, um, whatever. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Whatever album came out before In a Silent Way, um, Hero is his is what his his professional name is. They just call him Hero. H I R O, Hero. Hero like in uh, Big Hero Six. No, H I R O. Yeah, uh, yeah. The pronunciation. His name is the Hero. H I R O. Oh, it is. is? The oh. title's Big Hero. I've never seen that. Heroes, but I've never seen Hiro, that. Dude. Like it's like Japanese. Hiro, yeah, Hiro. Hiro. Yeah, I never. I didn't. I've never seen Big Hero Six. My bad. <laughs> it's a good film. I have to watch it. It's like a Japanese San Francisco, basically. It's tight as fuck. Oh, <laughs> it's, that sounds it's great. Fucking fire, yeah. The, the the setting of the film. Yeah. So the album was called. Um, is it Miles in the Sky? No, the album is called Filet de Kilimanjaro. Which is, it says French for Girls of Kilimanjaro. And the photo is like this crazy quadruple exposure, some shit of, of a model. And it just looks crazy and it, it's really cool. And so I looked up the photographer and it's that guy, Hiro. And his photos, he's like a, a fashion photographer, or like commercial for like 60s to like 80s, I think. And it, it's, just, just, it's just, just surreal too. Like it's just like... The positions and the angles he chooses and the way the the photos coming out. You, I mean, I just uh, I gotta look at it more because I just took a brief look at it last night. But it's some good shit. And then that album cover, I'll, I'll send it to you guys right now. It's uh, it's beautiful, and it's a little tricky to to like really grasp what's what, you know, because how crazy it is and chaotic. Wait, what? What are you, what are you sending? It's Send the Filet de Kilimanjaro. Miles Davis. Put, save it 19, to your notes if you 1969. Have it. And so, yeah, that's by Hiro. And then I Wait, have the you last one. Wait, a picture? No, no, it should. It, the uh, Wikipedia, right? I sent the goddamn link. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, dude. Uh, today, uh, today's, <laughs> today's a goddamn off day for me. I don't know if you guys can tell by how oh, much no, no, I'm no, no, I've, I've never, yeah, yeah, I've never like, seen the shit like that's this. Type of yeah, so that's the kind of, that's where my mind is. Like, I've been doing a lot of bulb photography and, like, trying to do, like, what basically I, I can, uh, I basically can describe as what i'm trying to do is painting basically with the camera with the sensor that jewelry is gnarly as yeah hell. but that's that's the kind of shit i need to look at so i can be inspired to do shit outside of just taking a plain yeah, ass yeah, picture yeah. that we're all just so used to Kilimanjaro. exactly like it's fun to take photos and it's fun to represent things accurately and represent my friends accurately but also like i i every, you, need, you need that i have no i need that i need it yeah i need it avant-garde good that you understand that because i because i can't like i can't like this is this is fun and we're we're in a real nice situation here, but like at the same time, I'm like thinking like I need to do I need to go home and like use my camera and do some weird shit. You know, I gotta go make some look like a painting. Yeah, that I'm I'm scared though because I like don't I don't really remember the rules of how to take film photos yet. So it's fifty daylight, right? Well, it gave you the cine nah, still. Nah, I got the. You have the cine yeah. still. Yeah, I got, I got the, the XP two. Uh, yeah, so that's so all for, purpose. I mean, four hundred ISL. So yeah, right. it's, it's an all purpose. It's yeah. black and white. I um, I sh- completely shot my. Sorry, no, my my. So I gave my wife the regular Ilford HP uh, five, right. and then um, we went to. Um, we went out on, I think it was Saturday or Friday, and, like, she had her uh, disposable camera with her, and I, like, ended up shooting the rest of the pictures. Um, but then I have the XP. She has the XP2 because I wanted her to be able to develop it quickly and easily. Right, right. She has the XP2, and then I had the, the regular Ilford HP5, which is a green uh, 
the, the legit black label and white. One, yeah, the legit black and white, the forgiving one, because there's a Delta, which is a little more pro, less forgiving, nicer grain. Right. Um, but it all, Ilford's, all of their film is great. But um, so I just finished shooting those. So I just wanted to say that. Like, right. If that inspires you to go ahead and shoot, like I just finished the role and you're going to see it soon. So. Yeah, yeah, it does inspire me, for sure. All right, so my last tab is Miles Davis. It's an article about the electric years of Miles Davis, which is everything they need. It's really long, and I skimmed through it last night, and I got I skimmed all the way to the end, and it has this little nice list of things that might, or moods that might go to what song. So, number one, you can dance to it. Try Black Satin from On the Corner. It's a very beautiful song. You can relax and unwind to it. Try Maisha from Get Up With It. And this is on Perfect Sound. It's called Perfect Sound Forever, but it's like from like Furious.com. And um, then you have... Um, that. Yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, where is it at? You can make love to it. Try Miles Runs Down the Voodoo, which is a really good one. And it says, if your partner doesn't dig it, you can always masturbate to it. And I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck man? But then it says, or try Ascent from Directions, Collections, for something a bit more romantic in its own strange way. And then here's the last one I'll say. It's genuine art created through an individual's, cons- this is number 10 on that list. It's genuine art created through an individual's considerable experience, intellect, and desire for self-expression. Plus, it's lovely, and it swings like a mother. There it is. That's my tabs. I'm Justin. So can I just say, um, we don't mention Pop-Tarts enough. My parents always try to make a fancy breakfast, French toast, pancakes, eggs. But all I really want is Kellogg's Pop-Tarts. I can have a different flavor every day. Strawberry, cinnamon, sprinkles, and even chocolate. That's all the breakfast variety that I need in my life. It's a delicious surprise that even toasters are waiting. Shout out, Pop-Tarts. Shout out is that to their Pop-Tarts. Tweet? Did you recite I looked that? Up, I, looked I, up, dude, it, I, I looked up an ad script. Okay. Yeah, oh, fuck. Oh. No, I was going to say, like, it sounds like... I mean, we're like trying they, to get sponsored here. No, we yeah. are, and I, I, would, I would kill for a Pop-Tart sponsorship. But I, I was, jingle to the I was, background. I was thinking to myself right now, like, damn, like, did he... Did Pop-Tarts pay him for that? <laughs> like, it was like, that's really... That's extremely good. Yeah, I, I thought it was, like... Like, honestly, I thought it was, like, a well-recited graduation speech. <laughs> yeah, because he, like... My mom always tries to make a good breakfast for me or my, my, my mom and dad the always, way you my started, started it was it. like supernatural and then after that it sounded a little more like really well yeah. bred but he's like but i can have sprinkles i can have strawberry i can have and it's like damn that was All a right. silver was like, poem yeah that was like some real like radio shit right there you yeah know, it was a like psa for Juan sure Juan might have been born to be on the radio <laughs> <laughs> so okay um since you went, do you want to go ahead and start your tabs? You can go ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm mine sorry are, for taking so long, guys. No, my, mine are pretty quick. Um, I, I just have a couple. So first of all, I just saw a tweet not too long ago, and it was May Musk, Elon Musk's mom. And uh, she's like... Aunt May? She's, oh, i seen she's that. She's stylish as hell. The picture, she's wearing like the Louis V. She, she had the Louis Supreme. Vuitton, the Supreme. Like it was a, it was a baseball. But, uh, uh, sure. Let me see if I can find it. It's fire. But anyways, she's super fashionable. I didn't even, I mean, obviously everybody typically has parents, even if they're like alive still or not. And yeah, so like, yeah. I, I, I never thought to look up like Elon Musk's like family tree. I know that there's his brother. He keeps having a promo- promoted um, uh, post on Instagram and he's like giving away his like the first, uh, the sixth ever made Model 3. I forget his name, but he, he looks like a cowboy. Um, he wears, like, a fucking Tejana and everything. And uh, so, I like, I've only ever seen his brother, like, anywhere. And then 
like online. And then um and then like I just saw the post of his mom and I'm like she's like that photo shoot yeah, she the, did was yeah, tight as photo photo photo. I seen a tweet, someone was like, If this is his mom, why does he wear fucking Everlane? <laughs> yeah, just some like super bland ass yeah, brand. Plain shit. I mean, I mean, Everland is kind of cool, but I've, I've never got anything from them. But whatever, so let me you know. let me send this to you guys right now. Um, then my uh, my next tab is Leave No Trace. Have you heard of Leave No Trace? Um, no. So please, I, please I learned in. about this in my ego tourism class. Shout out to that class. Um, I know we're not supposed to shout out that much, but this teacher is awesome. <laughs> an homage, <laughs> an homage to that teacher. Homage. She's actually really cool. So it's a, it's a simple class. Like you do the work, you'll get a good grade. She's super nice. Um, she makes us food. Like yesterday she wow. made us, uh, yam noodles. What the fuck? So good. They, they basically, any kind of food, like good food that you cook with it. And this is all vegetarian or vegan. You, she usually makes either vegan food or, or at, at the very least vegetarian. Um, the yam noodles, you can usually get it like at Asian markets. They soak up like all the flavors and you only have to add like, she added sesame oil and, and soy. Wow. Soy sauce. So really good noodles. That's, She's a, that's super a really nice. good noodle. Shout out to her. I learned this in her class. It's the seven principles of leave no trace. And this is something that like kind of goes with like any kind of national park, anywhere where it's like nature and you want to leave it untouched and leave, like I said, you know, right. like the title Respect. says, leave no trace is um, plan ahead and prepare. So like make sure you know what you're doing, Make you know, when you're going somewhere, like just take the right stuff. Because like if you get soaking wet and your best chance for survival or at least not getting sick is to take off that soaking wet shirt and you leave it behind. That's gonna like alter the environment. You have a T-shirt right, or something, especially right. if it's like, like polyester or something that you yeah, know, some, cotton, some non non environmental friendly, right? Or or even um, biodegradable, right? And then the, the second one is travel and camp on durable surfaces. So that's really important, of course. You safety and, and for different reasons, you definitely want to do that. Um, dispose of your waste properly. I feel like this one's really difficult. And there was a challenging question we had in the beginning of the semester, where it was like, all right, like if you have food with you. Right? Like maybe you're backpacking, you have like a water bottle on a banana. How do you dispose of that? Or w- what's the best scenario? And one of them was like um, uh, you dig a hole and you plant, you, you basically put the banana peel in there. The other one was um, do you just toss it. And then the, the third one was do you like literally take it with you back? Even if it's right. all like, even if your hands are going to get all dirty because it's like, you know, the, the inside of the banana peel that you can touch. And so some, um, somebody came up with uh, and different reasons why a lot of those answers are wrong or the, the first two were wrong. Um, if you plant it, yeah, like animals won't get to it, so they can't, like, choke on it or they can't, um, you know, maybe it's the wrong diet. I, I didn't know that was, like, a thing. Well, they can, depending on the animal. Cause those just, choke on it? They can choke on it, like... Um, oh, that's right, because it's, it's a foreign... Okay, yeah, it's a foreign... It's, it's, it's big, it's not, you know, yeah, depending not, on the animal. It could be and, they're not, and they may not be used to... Or maybe it's not part of their like diet, so it can, like, like, fuck them up, you know, like, inside, like, their stomach or something. Right, right. Um, and then the... And then, but so you think like, okay, you plant it, it's going to be like, you're going to dig a hole and you're going to make it deep. But like, what if that plant, what if that banana becomes a tree? That's a bad example. Cause I think bananas don't have seeds. No. Yeah. But yeah. like it, it could have been a plum, you know, it could have been a, it could have been a peach and like that can become an invasive species. And you don't know, like it could just be a peach tree. Then it's just like one. And then historically this things like there, there have been things where like, okay, maybe there always haven't been apples in, in fucking um, Washington and now there yeah, are yeah, yeah. so like right, that, that right. you know that, that could be a good thing but then at the same time this type of peach might become an invasive species or like I think the, the, the cores Just of um, apple seeds can't they become like um, 
they can become cyanide, or I think they have cyanided. So, you know, just different things. Not necessarily the case. Maybe you have to do something to make it actual cyanide and actually poisonous, but um, just it's an, it can become an invasive species of plant. So, so Same with, like, um, uh, when you bring, like, the microbiology with you, like, um, if, if insects stay with you and you bring them somewhere else, like you have, like, mites or some kind of oh, thing like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, of course. Shit like that. Like, you just being in that environment right. can and, change, and, and, can alter and, and that little area's takes biology. One. It just takes one. It just takes one, yeah. And um, that one, I like to expand on that one because that one's really important. Like, we have a waste problem in this world. I think that's the biggest problem is waste. We do, yeah, yeah. Like, we throw so much away. Like, I don't know how many, and I'm, and I'm, I'm a part of the problem too. I don't know how many cords I threw away, like a bunch of 30-pin cords that I don't need anymore. When I was showing you the pictures of all those old iPhones and shit, yeah. I, there was a bunch of stuff in there that was just, like, obsolete or just old or, like, there's no practical use for it, and like my my wife is always happy whenever I do shit like that. Even if there can be use, even if I can get a buck out of each cable, the quickest solution and the kind of the the more, I guess, the better one for her and and for me. Happy wife, happy life, right? Um, is to just you know just throw it away. But maybe I could have donated some of those to like yeah, goodwill. Yeah, that's how I feel like about like uh, washing my dishes now. I'm like I don't. I've been noticing how little I reach for paper towels as opposed to towels. But even then, it's like I'm not wasting the paper towels, but it's like the, the chemicals that are used to wash the towels and the water use. I'm still – and I still just feel I'm, – I'm, like, really conscious of that, too. It's like, damn, like, can I – do I have less of it? Can I, like, lessen my impact on stuff? And it's, like, it's really, it's really, really hard. And some people can argue, like, oh, like, well, it's already cut. That, that tree is already dead. But it's, like, right. if, if, st- if items stay on shelves longer – not that we want these companies to go out of business, but like they'll produce less, you know, maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah. If but but when you're a superpower like that, when you're a huge company, you don't want to be anything less than a huge company. No. I don't think I don't think any companies are happy with like regressing or kind of like downgrading to where they're like a multi-million, maybe in the ten, tens or hundreds of millions versus being a multi-billion. Like that's just not their thing. Yeah, so they're like going to find ways. If they downsize, it's like so they can still be huge, not so they can like decrease their footprint or like no. Right. And they do other ways, like maybe if they are becoming more profitable, they're they're donating to like Yosemite and stuff like that, like plant, yeah. plant, planting tea, uh, like tree ap- planting. Apple's a great example because they're like on the on the like money wise, they're horrible, they're terrible. But the the steps they do, like the iPhones being produced in and like the energy and when, when they dismantle them, right? Exactly. They basically use. They, they, they repurpose they all the materials. They salvage all the materials, yeah. And then, like, a lot of their facilities are completely, like, solar-powered. Oh, yeah. And then Nike to Nike is, like, their push is, like, they want all their their products to be manufactured in environments that have completely renewable energy, that they're self-sufficient plants. They use less water. That's why if you if you look at Nike and, like, the Flyknit and then a lot of their stuff that they do now, it's to use less water and less, like, leather and stuff like that. And the shoes are still incredible. The shoes are even better now to me. Yeah. Of course, there's the classics that I like, but I think, a lot of the stuff um, they do now is crazy good. I think G-Star Raw also did a thing where they, uh, they're making jeans with, like, they're, they're like, certified to make um, jeans with the least amount of water in like the world right now, yeah. I think that's tight. That's tight, yeah. That's hella tight. I fuck with that heavily. And there's there's always way. I mean, I'm a, it's getting to a point where like being a, a shoe collector or being like, you know, buying all these clothes is kind of a vice. But it's like there's there's good ways of going about it. I think, and and, and some companies are taking that step, which is good. Um, the next one is, um, oh, so the solution for like disposal of waste properly is like 
you know, put the banana or put the, the whatever, the, the leftovers of your fruit, put it in the water bottle, take it with you, even if it gets dirty. You know, use minimal water to wash your backpack or your, your pocket or whatever. Right. And then nowadays, water bottles are so thin that you can, like, just crinkle them up into, yeah. like, the tiniest little thing. So, which is fine. The next one, uh, number four, is leave what you find. And there are some places, like certain beaches, where you can't take rocks. Like, you get... Pebble like, Beach. Pebble Beach, right? Yeah. Uh, you, where you can't take, um, like, the pebbles and shit. Uh, otherwise, you get fined. And... It, it expand it, it extends to more, not just like Pebble Beach and stuff like that, but to like forests. Like, don't take anything with you. Like, yeah. don't take the moss, don't take the trees, don't take. The, but like, because you can you can bring a, an invasive species to your community or to wherever you're from. Maybe you're maybe you want you went to Yosemite, but it was like a three four hour drive, and like where you're from is super different, and like you're not supposed to have that. There, are, I mean, there are exceptions, and of course, a lot of a lot of these things, like scientists and, and researchers, will like, okay, palm trees, you can pretty much plant them anywhere maybe they won't survive everywhere but they won't like fuck up the the order of, of, of life and of things in california palm trees are pretty popular in california now yeah you yeah. see them at every in and out so yeah um <laughs> and, and, and shit like that so that's cool but obviously like you don't know unless you're like the most uh decorated science not decorated cause that's like military but like the most like uh, the, the best scientists in the world when it comes to like certain plants of course you know what you're doing. You have the budgeting, the uh, money botanist. for it. Yeah, I don't know. A botanist. Yeah, you. I mean, and 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 shit like that. But like, if you, I was gonna make a decorated scientist joke, but now I just don't want. To. Sorry. <laughs> decorated scientist. I'm gonna say they like, how do you code, how do you decorate your scientist? But never mind. You know, one time I had dinner with the scientist, and it was like all these scientists either wearing lab coats or nothing at all, and then or we, nothing at all. Huh? Or I mean, no no coats at all. Sorry. And then, <laughs> but the the keynote speaker was a scientist at our table, and then he had like a fucking. Uh, Do you have, like, pins galore or what? No, he had a tie-dye uh, lab coat. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, you know, somebody Psychedelic had a hydrogen science. car there. It was tight as fuck. Ooh, shit. Like oh, a what? real hydrogen car. One of the scientists, he was, like, younger, too. He was, cool. he was cool. He looked like he would be, like, part of, like, the peanut gallery of, like, um, of uh, Mythbusters and shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he had, like, a legit hydrogen car. It didn't look... I mean, it, was, it looked cool, but, like, it doesn't go fast. It's kind of, no, like... No, it's, it, like, it, 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 he, He's riding... Driving it's it just, around for research it's purposes. Just a, yeah, it's just a fucking, like... And this was, like, 2007. Thing. Wow. Dinner with the scientist. Um, uh, shout out to Mrs. Wilbon. She uh, she was like, hey, Johnny, you want to go on this, like, field trip dinner thing? And I was like, all right. All right, I told your mom about it already. Because, like, she knew my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's up to these days. She's pretty old. Um... Leave what you find. So leave what you find always, and and that means and some people even say leave only what you find, meaning don't leave your own shit there. Right, right, right. You know, if you, I mean, obviously you have to like, you know, poop and shit. So like, yeah, dig a hole for that. Right. Or there's other ways of going about it, but um, as far as like, don't leave any of your candy wrappers. Don't leave uh, any kind of food. Like dispose of it all properly take like a waste bin maybe maybe take some uh some baking soda with you so that it doesn't smell too bad if you have a waste bin and you're going to bring it back with you to your house and then dispose of it with your own uh, obviously you're like your your weekly um garbage disposal stuff um so leave what you find number five is minimize campfire impacts because this very much has to do with camping so like don't use a campfire for longer than you have to you know don't start it off unless you're cooking in the daytime like don't start it off in the daytime unless you need it you know Otherwise, at night, put it out when you're going to go to sleep. Uh, respect wildlife. Like, always respect wildlife. And what I mean is, like, if you see an animal, obviously some people hunt, and there's good and bad reasons for that. Maybe right. it's necessary, you know, depending on where you're from. But, like, 
don't just throw rocks at a, a squirrel because you see it, you know, or don't just, you know, don't just shoot it with an arrow because you see it. So definitely respect wildlife. Don't mess with them. They most likely won't mess with you. I know bears like to creep up on just food, so that's different. But like, just yeah. respect wildlife. Everything. And don't bear, step on bears are and like shit. bears are like big ass dogs too. They so, are. They're cool. So like, definitely don't fuck with a bear. You know. Yeah. They say like, don't aren't you supposed to like make yourself like appear bigger or some shit like yeah. that? Even like kind of get two people together and yeah, just like just spread just out your coats yell or your jackets and, and yell and shit like that. But it's like bears are fucking. If you tight, ever have dude. one of those like the like the scully beanies, just like you know unroll it and then just make it into like a cone make <laughs> yeah. it as tall as possible so you just look like some <sighs> crazy ass creature that bears never seen yeah cone head type too bad, uh, you, too bad you can't just like pet the bear <laughs> only circus bears but I feel like it sucks that they're circus bears to begin with because yeah, that's, no, that's sad no yeah okay so yeah, number circuses seven circuses are out they're cancelled yeah circuses <laughs> circuses done. are out yeah. you're gone <laughs> yeah in you're in, in. it's all humans yeah, yeah. It's all humans. But even then, like, there could be some shit going on. Like, people have been mistreated. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil, you're mistreating people. We're coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> Any kind of sexual misconduct? We're coming, coming after, after you. you for sure. Um, okay. Seventh and final uh, of the principles of leaving no trace. Be considerate of other visitors. So, like, you know, um, there was this one, I think it was, like, like an old, like, castle tower. And, like, everybody who would, like, the bricks were, like, come, kind of falling apart. So, like, everybody would take a brick with them. So, like, not only did they take something, and obviously bricks, not an invasive, invasive species of anything. It's not going to uh, fuck up your community and, and, and grow and be an infestation or anything. But, like, this used to be a tower, like a castle tower or something. I forget what it is, but we looked at it on a PowerPoint in class a couple weeks ago. And it's, like, each time somebody takes a brick, it's, like, less and less for you to see to where it's, like, just the base of, like, the fucking castle tower now. I forget where it is, but it's, like, a castle tower or something like that. So, like, people, like... Be considerate of other visitors, future visitors. They're not going to be able to see the shit that we saw because we fucked it up. Right, right. So imagine if, like, what Stonehenge was, like, made out of, like, tiny bricks and stuff, like these giant, giant, like, tons and tons of... huge stone. Imagine everybody would just take one. Or, like, if, like, the pyramids were, like, these tiny bricks. Oh, yeah, someone just, someone just, like, oh, I'm just going to come over and kick this. And then it's, like, it's gone for the next person to see it. Yeah, or someone's like, oh, I'm just going to tear this pyramid down. So that's leave no trace. No, and, and that's, really and that's how you always should be. You always have to think about not be just you, of but, but everyone after you. Yeah. And then some people are like, you know, they, they it, it's easy to just be considerate. Like, okay, I'm not going to like fuck with anything. But then it's like, you don't realize that if you wait, if you dispose of waste improperly. Yeah, it's, it's a it little thing. sealed off because they have to like clean it out. Like the wild the people who are like in charge of like preserving the wildlife and the national right. parks it's like okay that's closed off for at least a week because we need to bring somebody in it's all it's all yellow taped or whatever and then right. it's like you're, you're not being considered of and, other and visitors it's, it's of those... appreciating the beauties which is the reason why you're there to begin with right it's it's those little things too like like how you said like there's a seven list or there's, there's seven principles but it's like those little things that you don't quite think like it's okay I oh you think maybe the banana peel like again the banana peel a good example it's like oh biodegradable. it's biodegradable not it is but it's like that's not from that environment, so it's not you're bringing a foreign like. And those are things that like I don't always think about. Like I said, like I think about now, just little things like that, like using certain items and always think like I'm always thinking like oh I shouldn't use water bottles. I should be like just filtering it or whatever. But even then, it's like the, the plastic, the filter. What am I re- How am I really? How can I really cut down on these like things in the, in a micro way to where it's not just huge changes, but I'm really just. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I I drew a blank right there. Sorry. No, no, it's, you're good. It's really just you know there, there's so much more. There's so much more to our existence than just oh don't leave the banana peel. Sometimes it's more don't more step that. on that certain certain thing or like you said like don't throw a rock or even just or, or don't like, touch don't touch the moss or don't bother. Something. Do you remember just the whole like kissing banana slugs thing? thing? Like yeah. Science camp. Like, oh yeah. You don't do that anymore because. The, the like the sodium and it, like if you're sweating a lot from like your lips and all yeah this, it, it's it's harmful to the slug it's harmful to the slug exactly so, okay so my next tab this is really simple really quick uh, Jose Calderon is a, a, a Spanish basketball player who plays for the Cavaliers I know where you're going with this that dude is rich as fuck yeah I, I just saw, saw that tweet yeah I just saw that tweet. I just saw yeah. a tweet so I had to pull it up while y'all were talking and I'm like that dude is hella rich this is they were the tweet said like this is just a side job his for side him. job he's exactly. worth 2.2 billion dollars uh, he inherited a lot of money. I think uh, his family owned like a Coca-Cola bottling company. Yeah, so it's at FEMSA and then FEMSA, whatever FEMSA, FEMSA is. The, the, the com- small convenience stores, there which is go. huge in Europe, right? Yeah. So that's fucking wild. That is. And that's like wild. that whole, that's just his side job. That's a really fucking tight side job. And like he doesn't job. even average a lot of points. Maybe he's been playing for a while. So like, and, and I guess the reason why he's inspired to play basketball is because of his dad. He, doesn't he play for like Atlanta right now? No, he plays for the Cavaliers. Oh, he plays for the Cavs. Damn. Okay, whoops. The, the jersey that I saw he's on the tweet was an Atlanta He's jersey. almost 37, and he's a point guard. Um, and yeah, like his, his his stats are like not that great, at least right now. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah, that, that was dude, not referring to what Johnny was talking about. No. It was referring yeah. to what Juan had shown me. <laughs> he's been playing since... Uh, since 2006, 2005, he started with the Rap- Raptors. So that's just crazy. I just wanted to bring that up because sometimes the NBA is a side job for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> Not yeah, for yeah. many. Not for many. But so, yeah, some, sometimes it could be, though. It's pretty yeah. fucking tight. Like, you know, um, Magic Johnson, I think, has made more money off of – a lot of athletes make more money off of, like, their, like, endorsements and sponsorships more yeah. than – LeBron James kills it. He yeah. cleans house with all his stuff. Sprite, Nike – um, oh, trying to Sprite. Think of other stuff. Hey, speaking of Sprite, did you see the tweet where it was um, uh, McDonald's? Uh, somebody said uh, McDonald's make uh, make Sprite with electricity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love the yeah, McDonald's it's Sprite crisp. jokes. It's it's fucking crazy because oh. it's electricity. So, like mm-hmm. somebody somebody said McDonald's uh, makes Sprite with electricity. The McDonald's Sprite jokes are fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love them. Those are those are great. The, dude, Sprite from McDonald's is really shocking. Good. It's, it's sharp. It's really good. Yeah. It really, something about that's what it is. It's just like, like tiny knives. Just fountain soda in general. Because like the way they mix the syrup and the water. Something and the, about and the, it. And the bicarbonate. Or yeah. Whatever yeah. Carbonate. It's just it's just so good. Fountain soda is better. Like if you ever just buy a bottle of soda, just like pour it out. You know, let it sit. Throw a little ice in there. Let it let the ice melt a little bit. It's the same kind of shit. It's really good. It's really yeah, good, but no. it has to do with like like Johnny said the the um, the carbonation in it. Yeah, and there's different levels that you can do, and sometimes it's less or more. Um, okay, so um, this one's about uh, ectochrome. Um, so this is an article from 2016. The title, and this is from the photo, the faux blogger, corny, but anyways, um, <laughs> it's about remembrance. Four years, four years since the death of Kodak ectochrome. And the reason why I have this um, this tab at all is because. Um, we get my wife and I get to our in-laws, and then my mother-in-law is watching um, Kodak Chrome, which is a movie about uh, not when I, not I think it I don't think it was when the film itself was like retired or killed off, but it was when like the last lab they ran out of the, the tints and like the chemicals in order to develop the the Kodak Chrome, and so obviously Ektachrome is like a 
another chromatic uh, process of, of film. And um, the film was just about, like, this, like, really, like, a prized um, uh, photographer who, like, his son knows nothing about photography, but, like, he... he and he doesn't really have a great relationship with his dad. And he goes on this trip with his dad to um, basically develop the last, like, roles of film. Or be amongst the people who did. So, really good movie. You should check it out. It's a Netflix yeah, film. It's called I'd... Kodak Chrome. Oh, yeah. That's even better. I'll and then I, I learned something about Kodak Chrome and Ektachrome. They're not forgiving films at all. You How can so? push and pull with other shit. Like, with, like, the film that we use, like, black and white. like Or even color. Like, um, I don't know how Cine still is. But um, just, like, you can shoot accidentally shoot it at 200 and you're like fuck i shot it at 200 so my camera thought that i didn't have that much uh light gathering information from the film it yeah. wasn't as as um as sensitive to light and it is so everything might be overexposed ah. so you can and as, when things are underexposed just like in in digital you can get more detail out of it because when it's overexposed and it's white no color there right right and black right. is all colors so it can kind of pull like so, there's so different Kodak. ways of approaching black. You can like go like infinite brown, <laughs> infinite red, infinite blue, infinite. I mean, you see that on the sliders all the time. So, um, what, what was your question? So, so you're saying in Kodak Chrome and Ektachrome that those little mistakes will turn yeah, the image can, to you shit. You can fuck it up, especially yeah. if you try to get to like certain exposures. Like, and if you want to get like uh, an actual image that has a lot of like dynamic color, you can really fuck it up. So, um, yeah. And so just the article itself is just saying, you know, the, the Kodak uh, Ektachrome uh, basically ended in 2012. And I wanted to tie it in with the film because it was a good film. It was a little sad. Um, but it was like a, just like a comedy drama. And it's just like their road trip. I think they drove, they said, they said something like 2,000 miles to get to this lab to, to develop the film. And then the, like I said, the dad's like a, like a prized, um, I think he was like a documentary photographer or something like that. It's oh, crazy. Okay. So like... There's a scene where, like, they finally get there, and then, like, all these photographers are like, oh, you're so-and-so. And it's, it's all fictional, but, um, yeah, like, you're so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know who actually used to used to use um, ectochrome was Vivian Meyer when she wasn't shooting black and white. So, ectochrome, yeah. Oh, so that one hit, like, home for you, too, then? Yeah, oh, yeah, because I saw that Vivian Meyer did, and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, because the photographers at Nat Geo weren't the only ones who used ectochrome. Because you can get some, like, crazy... No, it sounds like colors. a really. It sounds like a really like. So it, and this is a good part. This is like film. my probably like the the I think the more important part of this article as far as like learning about the film itself, not necessarily its legacy, but just the film. Like other Chrome films, it required the the photographer to get the exposure absolutely perfectly right. It was nowhere as forgiving as modern portrait film. So portrait film ah. is a take on Chrome. Okay. From Chrome film portrait, much, right, right. much more forgiving. I think Portrait is, I think it's Fujifilm. I could be wrong. It might be Kodak. I always No, forget. it's Kodak Portrait. Kodak. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Pro, Provia is the Fuji one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Provia. There you go. I always get those confused because the Pro, Po, yeah. Port. Okay. Uh, then again, most Chrome film isn't, and it, and that's a trade-off. You get better colors, but you've got to be an absolute master of exposure. When I read that, it was a little bone <sighs> Yeah, like no, Master of exposure. I'm scared to shoot my, my all-purpose black and white because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember how to expose right. So master, you have to be a master of exposure. Yeah. To, oh, damn. That's... And then the, the, next, the, last, the next line is really important, too. It says, perhaps this helped contribute to its decline as photography became more and more automated by the masses. Because, like, people were like, well, fuck, I, I'm wasting all this money on this film. I can't expose it right because I'm a shit photographer. Obviously, right, they're not right. saying that. Or not along those lines, but it's like it, you can't get your shit together for that moment. 
I'm just gonna so switch. I'm just gonna you know switch to this other film that's like Walgreens film and shit. Yeah. And then eventually digital. Once it was once digital kicked off and it was more than five megapixels, people were all over it. So yeah. Um. But you can get some crazy colors. Like I'm I'm talking like skin is beautiful with chrome film because it, yeah, it I'm, gets I'm gonna, such a range. You have to send that article. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I'm gonna do that right now. Yes. Okay. Please, thank My you. next tab is um. Uh, the book with no pictures and one more thing. They're both books by B.J. Novak. Did I mention this before? B.J. Novak. B.J. Novak, which is the, the one of the writer, one of the yeah, yeah, supporting characters from um, The Office, mi- minor role, but he also directed and wrote some of it. Um, he wrote a children's book called The Book with No Pictures. And it's a book with no pictures, and it's supposed to be pretty good. I should check that out. Uh, one more thing is a book. Uh, also by him this one's uh, just a bunch of like short stories entertaining surprising just you know kind of like what's going on in his mind so very much it reminds me of like other shit that I've read where it's kind of like just excerpts and kind of like almost like a memoir but like maybe some of them necessarily aren't like um, biographical it's more like this is these are my thoughts and I'm just throwing this on there so those are two books that I wanted to mention that I want to check out Um, I think uh I think I've really covered them all. Um, I do have one about Angel Dust. Um, it's not on Apple Music, which is makes me sad because it's not on there. So I have to listen to the game's Angel, which I think sampled it really fucking well. Yeah. So Where it doesn't Angel. say Dust, it's just Angel. An- yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. even the original, the fucking Angel funky... Boom, 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 there was a part that boom, the game boom. said where he goes, um, I used to be a... Uh, um, a Dodger, but now I'm a angel because now it's not Anaheim Angels, it's LA Angels. Yeah. So and obviously Dodger is blue and right, blood, right, right, so right. It's like angel. So um yeah, so that's uh, that was just like my like kinda like little little throw in throw in tab. I just had that open because I'm either like wanted to learn more about the song or I just wanted to like basically YouTube it or Google it learn a little bit more about it and listen to it. Yeah, because and then the whole thing about the game. Parents were Hoovers and him and his brother, Cedar. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, that was. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> crazy his, shit. His man. mom was like, "Yeah." Yeah. Was that tabs for you? That's tabs for me. That's okay. absolutely tabs. And your name is? Oh, I'm sorry. I have one more. Okay. Uh, Schrodinger's cat. Have you heard oh, of it? My yeah. name is. Cat may, the cat may or may not be dead. Right. That's the yeah. whole premise. The cat of it. is dead and alive. Yeah. Alive and dead simultaneously. Um, so um, basically, Schrodinger's cat, a cat, a flask of poison. A radioactive source are placed in a sealed box. If an internal monitor detects radioactivity, uh, an example, a single atom decaying, the flask is shattered, releasing the poison which kills a cat. The Copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics implies that after a while, the cat is simultaneously alive and dead. Yet, when one looks in the box, no one, one sees that the cat is either alive or dead, because you don't know until you open it. It's a sealed box. Yeah. So the theory is like, you know, you... I am, it's neither here nor there. Yeah. And, but if you open it, it can only be one. It can only be one. Right. So it, it kind of just it helps isolate thought process for a lot of other things. This is kind of like a foundation, I think, because this yeah. is an old experiment, right? Yeah. And then like the whole thought uh, experiment thing, that's an Einstein thing, too. Einstein's known for his thought experiments where he just 
task himself with ideas. It's it, crazy. And, 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 like and, it's, we, and we all do that. We all do basically thought experiments, whether we're aware of it or not, you know? It's, it can be this, it's this and this, and then later on you're like, okay, it's this or this. Like, yeah. But, it's, but it isolates situations Here, and, and options. Here are all my possibilities. It's like, it's like IntelliKey too. Uh, actuality and causality, or it's actuality and either actuality and reality or actuality and potentiality. I think it's the set in the lab. Yeah, actuality and potentiality. It's like you have the there's you have the potential. I have the potential to punch you, but am I actually going to punch you? No. So it's like it, I that cat has the potential to be alive and dead, but when you open that box, it you can know only be only one. one answer. Yeah, and after the result, well, and depending on when you open the box, because if if they, if they don't get any kind of radioactivity, it doesn't break the flask, and the poison doesn't get released. Right. You open it up, cat's alive. Cat's alive. Next situation. Next trial of this there's some kind of radioactivity because they took it to fucking chernobyl or something right even if the box is sealed right and then it's like you open it up cat's dead cat's dead there you go so anyhow that is stats for me uh i'm johnny and um i'm wearing a hat <laughs> also wearing a hat and i'm yeah, one both of them i'm the only one who's just sitting here just like chilling with my afro pulled out i don't our know hats, our hats i think i wore like a beanie a like thing a year you? ago Hats are not a thing for me. <laughs> you think you like, wore a beanie a year ago? I think I wore a beanie a year ago. Like for during the spooky. Oh, okay. And then I wore the, I wore like my little dinosaur mask hat thingy on Halloween. So there's that. There you go. Back to one. Yeah. Um, I don't have that many tabs, um, honestly. But one that I did have, Red, De- Red Dead Redemption. Okay. They Fuck just dropped you. a new trailer. Fuck yeah. Um, today, I think. That's I think tight. it was today or yesterday. Um, but I just, I watched it like, well, I, actually, I had seen that they came out with a new trailer. I didn't watch it yet. And then when I was in here waiting for you guys to show up, I was on YouTube and the fucking trailer popped up. Oh, like, like okay. as an ad on yeah, YouTube? Yeah. That's tight. Um, yeah. Yeah, it looks really fucking dope. The first one was one of the best games I ever played or RPG games I ever played. Um, yeah, I'm pre ordering that. Add, add me on Xbox. Did you ever play the DLC, the K0 zombie? K0 N V E R Z. Huh? Repeat that so that people hear it. Xbox Gamer Tag K zero N V E R Z Converse. Converse. With the Z at the end. Converse. Yeah. Anyways, oh. um, did you uh, ever play the DLC with the zombies, the undead? No. Undead Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I have it. No. I love. I, I love. I Is that cool? It's, it's a standalone. Just, I've just been you waiting. Can play it as a standalone too. I've just been waiting to chime in about how much I love Red Dead Redemption because it's like <laughs> the shit. Yeah, fucking is this shit. And then Westworld is dope as fuck, and they actually use Red Dead as, like, an inspiration to make that That's fucking tight, dude. I know That's tight. Um, what else we got? Rockstar is just, you know, they always kill it with their games, dude. No, yeah. And and it's never, like, you're always, like, scared, like, oh, what if they, what direction are they going to take this? But, like, watching the trailer, like, it's for sure, like, the same, like, really dope fucking direction. Um, One that I did see from Vice another like flight thing so uh i don't know why i'm kind of obsessed with these like flight articles maybe it's just because i've never been on one but uh you've never been on a flight mm-mm. well we will Weird. we'll fly we're gonna fly yeah we're gonna fly to too. disneyland Say, yeah we're gonna, we're gonna fly to fucking disneyland because <laughs> like because we're gonna fly to japan disneyland. too japan too there you go and then i like how this uh article starts in this week's mid-flight nightmare a southwest southwest airlines plane headed from chicago to newark new jersey was forced to make an emergency landing on Wednesday after a window cracked. And then there's pictures of the fucking window. One of, like, the fucking... You can, like, see through it. Like, it's fucking fucked up. Send it to us. Uh, yes, please. Okay, okay, okay. Please. 
and then we'll we'll have so we can share these articles too with the Twitter. So that's coming soon. Or you know we're <laughs> yeah, gonna make true. an exclusive thing. You can only we'll only share it with you through AirDrop. So you have to be within our proximity. <laughs> you have to I be like right that. outside it's, the it's building. So, it's personal. <laughs> I like it. every everything. Every social media aspect should be just per, super personal like that. <laughs> like you can't send me shit unless I unless I can see you or. No, take it back because then what about – God damn it. The whole point of – I quit. I give up. I'm not – it's off day for me. Sorry. Back to one. Open up your phone. Okay. Yeah. See, fuck? that thing just happened to me where he sent me the he sent me the thing and, like, my tab has to reload. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But another one I had uh, was uh, the tired SpongeBob meme. <laughs> it, uh, the, there's the an article. SpongeBob? Where he's like, yeah, yeah, where and he's like, blowing hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because that one was like directly related to the Patrick one, where he's like, because that's when he does that, right? Oh, he's, really? he's running away. He's <laughs> running away he from Patrick because whatever. he wants to be. He doesn't want to be <laughs> part of society, and he wants him. to be like nature, part of nature. Yeah. And so he's running away from him, and then he, he finally like loses him, and then he, uh, he puts his arm against the rock. It's like an arch, and then he's like all winded, and he like basically just takes a breath. <laughs> and then uh, breath of air, and then uh, and then Patrick's like, I see you. And he has like that face, like that like evil kind of smirk smile. Yeah, with so eye... they they're directly connected, and they're like back to back memes. That's that's the type of back to back I want to see, not championships. I want to see back to back memes. Back to back memes with the same context. And SpongeBob will forever. Amazing. Is, um, did did we talk about that? Out. Where like it's running out of fuel, dude. I can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah true. But actually, people revamp it all the time. Like who they do. You, who do you have in a fight? It, it, and it'll it, be like the just, random we, fish Okay, characters. right now we've just seen them too long or for too long and too much. So it needs it, some. It needs but, some air. No, but they do revamp it though, because like even like the smaller memes where it'll be like just like a thread almost, and it'll be like which one of these fish uh, uh, you think will will be able like. Who will beat who in a fight? And then, um, you know that blue fish that kind of has like the like the small shark fin. He always wore like the red shorts and like the white shirt. And they not like, keep... Fred. Um, no, Fred is the one that Fred. goes my leg. Yeah. he's the one that had like the pants like almost the same. He's like, one. He's pants. the one that has like a different kind of speech, right? Yeah, and yeah. he has like the kind of like the more guppy. No, but he has like the green like kind of like fin back here. Right, 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 right. Like, uh, but um, I'm talking about the blue one. He looks like a shark, but he's I mean not like the face, but just like um, he had like a, a fin, like on his back. And then he was blue, and he had, like, little spots. Right. Random spots, not, like, a pattern. And then he had, I think, red or, like, orange shorts and, like, a white shirt. And then somebody was, like, he, he was always trying to, like, catch the fade and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, what's that new term? Like, he always wanted the... Uh, fuck, what's that term? He always wanted the... Uh, fuck, I can't remember, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the smoke? The smoke, yeah. Oh, the yeah, smoke. smoke. <laughs> he always wanted the smoke with, like, Mr. Krabs and shit. I think he was the one that was, like, big... Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, so that's why I said, like, that, that voice. I was trying to think of an example to use it, and you got it right there. All right, the back to one. big, meaty claws. Okay, all right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, but anyway, that, that was in the tab because it said... Uh, it was an article, actually, where it said the tired SpongeBob meme captures our cu- cultural exhaustion. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um... Apparently, the first first thing, why SpongeBob SquarePants so damn memeable? Memeable? Fuck, that's a. It's gonna have to go in the dictionary. Memeify, memeable. I meme, you meme, <clears throat> we all meme. It's second grade stuff, SpongeBob. Oh, and then another one I had was MoviePass. So should I get it or not? You should. <laughs> they just brought it back to where it's a daily thing now. For real? Because yeah. they took it away. They, supposedly, whenever they have like it's a promotional outrage. thing, it was um, you can only prepay three months for thirty dollars. So basically, ten ten dollars a month. And then um, you get to go, I think it was, I don't know if it was once a week or four times a month. So, like, maybe you want to use all four times within a week. I forget. But they brought it back. So, for those for those uh, listening and do not know what MoviePass is, do you want to explain? Yeah. So, MoviePass is basically you 
pay a monthly fee. They give you like this like kind of like an unmarked credit card. And then uh, you get to watch one movie per day, and it's a flat rate of $10 per month. I think if you sign up prepaid for a whole year, it boils down to like $8 a month. But you get to watch as many movies as you want in the month. And that's like that's like the main thing. That's what everybody knows about them. They'll do random-ass fuck shit like, like what I was just mentioning where there was like you prepaid for three months, and then you get to watch one movie per week or like four movies per month, which is significantly less than once per day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then... Um, Something about you can't watch the same movie twice. Yeah, is that still in effect? I don't knowledge? know. <clears throat> I don't know, but I, mean, I heard I, that, and I was like, I heard that, and then I heard it about the week thing, how they brought it back. They it started as daily, and then it went to a week. Yeah, and, and then, then people who had then, the pass already, they were always still going to be the daily, the daily, and then people okay. who signed up during that can get the weekly, and then they, they were going to bring it back. It was like a seasonal thing. They were going to like okay. potentially bring it back, and then they, they'll. Because it's prepaid, it's not like you're subscribing. So, like, they'll, they'll give you different subscription offers. So, like, they just brought it back. You mm-hmm. should totally get it. Um, basically, what they do is they kind of want to fill up seats, but they're kind of losing money. So, right now, they're yeah, that's what I hear they're too, not like making they're just much money, money. Or at all. I don't think they're making any money. I think they're actually losing money. Um, but they're figuring out different ways of being profitable, like partnering with – because right now, they're doing it on their own. They're basically just – you check in. You have to be within 100 feet, so it does give people – like – it doesn't make it super easy for you to always want to watch a movie because they really don't want you to watch one per day, but they don't want to give you crazy restrictions either. They want you to be as free as possible with it. So you basically check in as, as long as you're within 100 feet of the app, and obviously you, your app has to be you have internet or be on Wi-Fi. You can't just show up like traditionally, pull out even cash, you know, and, and buy a ticket. So you have to show up. Um, God forbid that you go to, like, downtown Stockton or any place where they have, like, um, arranged seating. Because, like, if everybody else is trying to prepay for your tickets and you're the one that only has movie pass, mm-hmm. you have to show up and then get your tickets. And then if it's, if it's full, you couldn't have bought them three hours in advance. I mean, technically you can, but you have to show up to the theater. You just have to show up early then, you Show think? up, like, maybe, you know, I'd, hey, I want to prepay. I want to check in for this. And um, and get, get my ticket. Because do you get a ticket? You, you get, get like ticket, a physical yeah. ticket. You, you, you get a physical ticket. Yeah. Okay. But what what it is is you check in and then you use that card and then they swipe it and then when you check in, they, I mean they already have everything set up to where, um, okay, this is a this ticket for an adult on um, on a Tuesday when it's like cheaper Tuesdays uh, before five p.m. and so they know okay it's eight bucks and so it's like it's all kind of like predetermined or you know what this is for an adult at a premiere time like 9 p.m. on a Friday, so, like, no deals. And so, like, if it's 12 bucks, it's 12 bucks. And so they, they put the exact amount with or without tax, depending on if there is tax where you are. Um, I don't know if this is available in all states, but you basically, it basically, like, they pay for it. So they're, and they're shelling out the full price. They don't have a deal right now with theaters and stuff like that. They're shelling out the full price. Yeah, and, yeah. um they just have to make sure that the theater will take the form of payment because I think it's, like, a MasterCard, but it's, like, unmarked. It just has MoviePass. Um and then, uh, so they, they, they're, I guess, trying to figure out, like, ways of, like, putting ads on their app. Because you do have to check in with the app. You can't, like, just show up, hey, I have MoviePass swipe. You check in. So, like, the, the fact that you have to go to the app means that there's a guarantee that they can put an they ad in front ad of you. Revenue. They can um, partner up with, um, with theaters, maybe, or, like, Coca-Cola, because that's, like, a big thing for theaters, like, you know. Uh, popcorn and, and Coca-Cola. And then the, the other one... Um, Sody Pop and a poppy corn. Yeah. <laughs> Sody Pop. Fucking Papa John's. Um, and uh, so they were figuring out different ways of making money. But right now, I think they're just... They're funded by, like, VCs and shit. 
They're just trying to become like the norm because there's another, there's already another company doing it. There's this for sure. Like I think it's twice a month. It's like fifteen dollars or twenty dollars, but it includes like IMAX and shit. Mm-hmm. And and the the movie pass is only two D. Yeah, it's only. It's the, not the like regular. special promotions. Like I think like whenever they have you like the Dragon Ball Z movies like once ever on a Saturday, I don't think it, con- it counts those. It might or like the Studio Ghibli. Okay. You know like how they bring those back to like you wouldn't get that. Maybe not. Or maybe Kiki's delivery service. Yeah. Hmm? Sidebar here. Um Rugrats Gone Wild, <laughs> Smell of Vision. Bring that back. Smell of Vision? Oh shit. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Bring yeah. that shit back. That's, that's talking about more than one sense. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that's wild. That's damn takes taking it back. Um it might it might uh include those, but the, the restrictions are like no special promotional things, uh, no 3D, only 2D films. So, like, you'll see right, right away, like, the listings, and it'll be like, all right, the, the IMAX is included, so it'll be grayed out right away. It'll be, like, kind of blurred out, too. Um, so, yeah, it's worth it. $10 a month, totally get it. One movie per day. Uh, and I've watched, I've already, you know, it's already paid for itself. You watch two movies in a month, and it pays for itself. Yeah. So they might raise the price, like, to 12 I see that happening. Fuck 12. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, I clipped. You did clip a lot. Sorry. It's like, it, it honestly, it looks like I need to Frankenstein's monster's forehead. I need to take a step back from the mic. <laughs> the, 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 the fucking waveform on the, on the program there just looks like a, at the top. I'm sorry. No, no. You it looks don't. like a whole red <laughs> magnet. Like one of those like stick magnets. No, that, that was like, funny. Kind of that was, uh, but yeah. Was funny. Um, so twelve. it might be like $12 eventually. And then they're figuring out different ways of like basically keeping the company operational and profitable because it costs money to do this shit. And then they're literally losing money just on the on the usage of it. So there's no profits. And they still have to pay people. Uh, yeah. Another tab. Um, well, I actually don't really have another. It's just like shit I want to get. We'll talk about it a little bit. Um, well, this well retarded. this isn't this isn't one, but I was looking at the advisory board wall, crystals new collection. You know what I'm talking about, Justin? What? Which one? Advisory board crystals. Yeah. They're, ABC. Uh, yeah, yeah. Their new uh, collection is pretty fucking. Fire, I'm gonna have to take a look honestly. at it because the last one they did, there was like all shot on iPhone, and it's like kind of weird, but it was like still nicely done. All right, what do you think? I'm gonna I might airdrop it. What do you think? I'm gonna look at it right, right now. now. You're gonna have Show a me. live review of advisory board crystals right here. Let's see. Which I'm fond so, of them, too. So the uh, collection is called Study in Camouflage the Second. All right, let's take a look here. The second collection. They're Study in Camouflage 2. Okay, so we got a... Uh, why can I not So graphic see? heavy. Tribeca Arts love, Club. Love the pocket. Love oh, the pocket, uh, T. Johnny, do you want to see it, too? Open your... Yeah. There you go. I love the... Air like the, the... 19... Is that like a 19... 30s or 40s girl it's from a movie i just don't know what movie it is oh okay the the watercolor tie-dye kind of thing is pretty cool with the scattered letters it's okay i like it abc a unique experience i love it because it's just simple plain text i love when people do that and it like looks nice study and camouflage i like that let's see what else we got here black abc and then I think I've seen... Tradition of Excellence. Oh, cool yeah, again. that one's tight. Yeah, cool So, again. So with with this, I think Prepare I've seen, school. like, a lookbook with it also. Um, that's not a part of this, but, like, even just the lookbook, how, how they put together the outfits with, like, just colors and color scheme, I just thought it was really dope. And then... 
this so whole like, collection. You see the yellow one? Where like, it's like a, some kind of flower. Like a bouquet. Almost. Oh, yeah, the shirt. Yeah. yeah. But then it has like the yellow text too. Like I can't, I can't read what it is, but I yeah. hope it's like a little slogan. Plus, I always just like brand, brands would have slogans on their shirts. I love that. Uh, Tribeca Arts and Gray. Look at the tag they have on the shirt too. It's huge. Holy shit. Okay, there it is right there. So it says. It's like some Margiela, like replica, like. Uh, I think it says elevated motive supporting theories. Oh, you're looking at the green shirt. Elevated, elevated motive supporting theories. theories. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's pretty cool. That, then just a flower. Dots, yeah. That's really scientific. And the ABC one with the, the aerial shot. Have you seen the inside of the jacket yet? After the plaid pants? I'm on it right now. Or I'm on, yeah, the, or I'm on the plaid jacket. Oh, that is, shit. Is that a Wikipedia? They just put a Wikipedia page on the inside of a jacket? <laughs> Oh yeah, they do. That's kind of fresh, that's man. Fucking fire. That's, that's you know, I've always shit. thought about doing some shit like that. Like, I kind of like this oh, new <laughs> wave. I kind of like oh, this new. Have you? I kind of like this new wave of like clothing brands like doing whatever the fuck they that yeah. comes to mind and just putting it out yeah, like that at advisory board. Because then you, you know, know seems what? Like it's like, like a, like a pseudo informative kind of. Because you know, know you know what people will do. Because I yeah, I love that they do that. They just put out whatever they want. And it's like real collage and Dada esque kind of like clothing, where it's just like they just throw the shit on there. It's, yeah, it, it's a graphic like, tee. It's got a graphic on it. Where it is it? What does it say on there? Just anything. Because like Chinatown Market see, is like that too. Yeah, it's just like anything. They yeah. Fucking... And if you see the people like on like on like Reddit, like young brands who come out of there that are trying to do shit like that, you can tell when it's like forced. You can tell, yeah, yeah, like if that sure. that scene, that Wikipedia article. Uh, sure, I'm not too crazy about it, but the fact that they just threw that in there and they're just advisory board crystals. There's not much to what they are. They can they can be whatever. The thing that people try so hard to and they don't get away from is that you're supposed to have a brand that could be anything. It's not supposed to just be one. It's supposed to have one unifying idea. Where it's like okay, it's ABC, it's advisory board crystals, but it's like, like the side bag that had the little um, the little like elastic kind of like stitching, and it was um. The, to hold your blunts, remember? I saw yeah. it on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram. Instead. Yeah, to hold your blunts. It reminds me. It reminds me of like um, the 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 neck straps for like like the film cameras were like you know like the hipstery style like neck straps that have like these patterns, but they're actually old school just straps that people used to use. Like it was like a norm, but now it's like oh my god, that's so cute. And it has like these like Navajo <laughs> style patterns or like these different things and like that uh, impression is spot on. By yeah, the way, that's crazy. Yeah, ABC is they come far. Uh, They've got like. They have like now. a piece of elastic Garments. and then they'll stitch it and they'll have like basically these, it's like bullet loops for like a, if you have like some kind of like for a gun or something like that or on the side of like a shotgun and then you just put the rolls of film and that's, that's what like, I was like, okay, that's, that's like utilitarian, but it's like, oh, and the, it was like a one of one. So they try to make it super exclusive. Oh, yeah, and it was yeah, like, hold, hold on. Your blunts. Did you get to the one with the stupid. rock in it? Hold on. The socks though. They the have, socks are tight. They oh, have, no, I'm looking at They the, have like a pool tab. Yeah. I'm not I've looking, never I'm looking seen at the hematite. I've never seen socks have a fucking pool tab. Okay, whatever garment this is has a, a rock sewn into it. Where Wait, it's, got, it's, got, it's, it's got, it's enclosed in like oh, a plastic, yeah. The, with the black? See, that's why advisory board crystals is fucking tight. That's what why I, I was like, I don't know, I don't really get them fully yet, but I need to pay attention to them. Because I wasn't so yeah. much into the the whole Which crystal one? thing just yet as far as it going for, for clothes. Oh, I saw But yeah, that. and it just has There's all those, those like lines and bubbles drawn to it. It's fucking tight. Oh, the socks, yeah, with the pull tab. Yeah, that's like, that's that like. That is wild. With a huge ass tag on it. Yeah, like, if they're just doing whatever they the want. Cause that's the way, that's that's the situation we're in right now. Shit's just, cause look at like Virgil, dude. Look at, look at the, Fuck you, the 10. We do what we want. 
Yeah, look at the ten. Look at look at it. fashion is whatever the fuck you make it. You need we need these people to do crazy shit. We need people who aren't just doing the same shit over and over again. It needs to be. I need to have a big uncomfortable ass tag on a pair of socks and a pool tab <laughs> and a hang or a pool tab on the sock because otherwise I just wear plain ass socks. <laughs> and then I kind of look at it. Energy. I kind of look at it as like a study to a lot of these new brands, like studying consumerism or studying just yeah. People and, or like what's what's accepted right now? What's what flies? Yeah, and like you and me both expressed like you said to check out the socks, and then I got to him was like, oh yeah, I was I was geeking out over the fucking rock sewn into the clothes. I didn't even see that. And he's, and he's fucking geeking out over. Or okay, so it's so a mineral then, or whatever. It's a reddish black mineral consisting of ferric oxide. It, it is an important ore of iron. Yeah, and then it just has a little. Like line and bubble that says source energy out of it, and then Juan says Juan says check out the socks, so it's like it's good to see that shit because it it is a, it is a study of what we like, and I we're both just sitting here like yeah I fuck with that because <laughs> that, that's that's completely out of the the norm. For yeah, me. yeah, for sure. I like it. That's like again again I said like I I needed to pay attention to them because I I they weren't as the first shirts that I saw were pretty plain, but I was like I like the name Advisory Board Crystals. And then I saw the stuff with the crystals, and then I saw the stuff that they shot outside with the iPhone. I was like, wow. Because they shot it with an iPhone, but it's, like, all at an observatory. So it was really fucking cool, and it's good to see brands still doing that, where they're just doing weird shit because it's... But it's not just contrived weird shit. It's, like, they're doing weird shit and shit that, that that's cool, but also it's, like, it's unified, and it, it they get away with it. It's not just weird for the sake of being weird. And then everyone's doing, like, the shoulder bags right now, too, but they have, like, shiny fucking crocodile skin... <laughs> And, it, it does, and it's, it's like a dope orange. Look at like, the you knob. See that? It's like yeah. a dope orange. I'm looking at the one of the bigger bag. Look at the fucking knob on it. It's just got a, it's just got oh, a yeah, metallic like another... fucking knob with a bit of plastic sewn over. Yeah, this is wild. Um, but yeah, for those of you listening, advisory board crystals uh, study and camouflage two collection. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, they're, they're that, that's fucking some yeah, cool shit. Yeah, those socks shit. are tight. That's I wonder cool how much shit. they cost. Probably fucking... 50 <laughs> for the pair yeah probably all right so back to your tabs one um these hats are tight my last two tabs i was opening oh yeah is that the tribeca arts one or is just the there's a bunch of them. advisory because i think i looked at the tribeca arts one. I like that one's kind of like kind of like that tribeca arts one. club or whatever oh i haven't got to that yet i like it's that just though. at the bottom of it no patron, I'm of, the again, patron a- of the new is an instagram account a b sue or a- ABC. ABC. It's fucking because you, uh, you said new and then I mixed the words together. ABC. I am Sue. ABC. Like these, uh, these last two tabs, though, I I opened while you guys were talking. Um, <laughs> squeeze Burger. And then I looked up Wings. I'm really fucking hungry and I want to go get something to eat right now. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's time. I think it is time. I think it's time. Let's wrap this up. I want to eat, man. I'm like, right. really excited like just to go somewhere and like spend money. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have to say, I, I apologize to the listeners because today I had a very off day and I need to get back to the level that I was at. And I'm sorry <laughs> that I wasn't able to deliver all of me properly today. So it's okay. Keep listening and I will get better. My co host did a great job. I and did. I love them. <laughs> we did. We did. And we're gonna. We did. I, you can listen. To this is gonna be alright. <laughs> so this is episode eight. Episode Octopod. Eight. Ocho. Octahedron. Ocho. 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 Shout out to my Pinoy listeners out there. Ocho. Ocho. <laughs> Pinoy. <laughs> Pinoy. All right. All right. This is Octopod. This has been the Octahedron. <laughs>